Hello and welcome to another movie podcast. My name is Oscar and with me, as always, is... Raphael. Always with the pause right before. Um, I always have to read my name. I always... Read your name out. <laughs> you never have to call your name out. Um, that's in school when you're like, who's here? And yeah. presents and stuff. Uh, all right. So, like I said, this is another movie podcast. Uh, this is the show where we typically do uh, movie reviews, of course. And the way we normally do it, as we're coming back into the new year after our break, uh, we're going to review three movies. Those three new, well, two new and one marathon pick. Uh, but those new, those movies are uh, Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes, a movie called Fresh, and we're going to conclude with our with the very first entry into our new Bat Marathon, a marathon about Batman movies, uh, called Just Batman from 1966, like the first film. Not TV show because TV show was on for before that, but the first film of Batman, you know, first Batman on screen. So we're going to review that as part of a marathon where we're covering like all the Batmans, like just getting a feel for all the Batmans and our older age, you know, uh, see if we uh, can dislodge some some sense out of all this. Anyway. Just for funsies. You can always find this episode and all of our other episodes over at otherpodcast.com. Over there, you can find our, you know, all the marathons we've done in the previous past, obviously. We did like four or five last year, and we do about four or five every year, maybe even more um, marathons. And they can range from like twin films to anniversary marathons to something more personal uh, or something to your tastes. Uh, You'd be surprised what's there. We're kind of sometimes creative about it. Uh, we don't just pick like, oh, this actor, and we just do all the movies, you know. Um, anyway, check that out, otherpodcast.com. Also, uh, you know, we just went through our top 10 shows not too long ago in January, so we have a lot of them there, as well as previous years' worth. And, um, you know, um, this, and the way we normally do the show is that we begin with our, our discussion of our recent discoveries. You know, we, Raf and I watch movies independently, and we usually have a couple, at least I do. And uh, we talk about, you know, I saw this movie, it's on this, it, it was fine or it was shitty. And before we do our first review, kind of like a, also like a palate cleanser, gets us used to the mic a bit more for the week, does all that. Uh, but this time around, I decided to um, negate the recent discoveries in favor or in lieu of uh, talk of the uh, Oscar nominations. The, um, what year is it? The 94th Academy Awards ceremony you know last uh like i said last uh episode we discussed the academy awards nominations and man were we wrong but we're also a little right on some things but we were mainly wrong on a lot of things yeah uh, i don't know if you re-listened to that episode at all rafa you remember our discussion but uh we got a lot wrong <laughs> yeah. so let's let's talk about the ceremony first you want to you want to you want to talk about the elephant first or other parts? The slap heard across the world? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to hear third, about Third that? scene? Yeah, I guess we can. Um, I didn't get really out, watch... Get out of the way. Well, this is the problem. I didn't really... I couldn't really watch the Academy Awards right. this year. You were, you were at work. Mm-hmm. I was at work to the point where literally my phone blows up when the slap is heard. Because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think... It's just whatever. Uh, well, no, I think before that you were texting me the winners. Yes. Um, and then I didn't believe you. And then I was... Frantically searching YouTube and Twitter videos. Um, besides the point. Uh, so so yeah. part time host of the show, Luke, also was uh, 
sending snap uh, not sending snaps um texting back and forth i'm sure between you you as well about the slap so he really was yeah mm-hmm. all uh, right so what do we think you saw it by now right you've seen the video of it i don't know if you did i still i didn't see the unedited version because there's an edited version i guess the states had one where they mute whatever will smith says mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i'm seeing i guess it was like a japanese whatever version of it wherever yeah those are also an australian and i think a french or one of the european countries version of it where they wasn't edited yeah and then i ended up seeing his uh so yeah the whole slap anyways let's talk about that real quick first uh my uh his opinion of it real quick uh, would be it's uh he's like uh a shitty heckler like uh you know the comedians go through hecklers all the time in their lives um it's like a privileged heckler almost if you would say uh he thinks because he's somebody he can go up there and slap chris rock who's probably his friend or at least uh well right um and uh and slap him for uh the joke wasn't that great but it wasn't bad either it wasn't that it was super mild in my opinion it was i mean i mean like my opinion of it really it was just it wasn't the dead baby joke version of it you know what i'm saying Right, yeah, it just it just wasn't anything crazy to the point where like it's just funny. He was just old calling the room. That's all he was, really. It was just you know, um, to his yep. defense, to Chris Rock's defense, and it sounded it kind of looked like he found it funny at first until his wife didn't like it or something. Yes, but, I but remember thinking that seeing but, it, but live, it, but, yeah. that, but that doesn't like that doesn't excuse you for what you did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, in my opinion, a lot of points lost for Will Smith, especially for the for all the work he's done to try to be who he says he wants to be, and yes. then you choose yes. to do that. Mm-hmm. Like in the biggest stage, like like this is like at, at first I was like, "This is a hoax. This is just like a hoax. Like it has to be a hoax." And I was like, "This is like mm-hmm. great acting." But then you see the unedited version where he's thirty, where he says, "You know, to keep his wife's name off of his." Uh, Mother effing mouth, mm-hmm. um, and he says that he quiets the whole audience, yep. um, and it's very disturbing. Actually, it's very like, uh, oh, oh, we're serious here, and everyone just kind of realizes it. Like, oh, I thought this was all like, <laughs> yeah, I, you guys, right. I got the, I think I set this up. I thought this was funny, you know, like we're all having a good time, you know. Um, and more power to Chris Rock for taking it as a professional and keep going with it because he could have stopped there. He could have started fighting him. He could have started doing anything, really, to be brutally honest with you. Um, but he right. was a very right. calm, collected profession. Uh, like more power to the guy. Yeah, I'm definitely. I mean, obviously, it's uh, it's our opinion. Should be known, everyone. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are making such a huge, ridiculous hay out of it. Of it, and I heard, um, especially on Twitter, which is like becoming. I mean. I don't go on Twitter very often, but when I do, I'm reminded of a cesspool of the cesspool that's Twitter, yeah. um, which is granted everywhere. It's everywhere from YouTube sure. comment sections to a lot of places. But like Twitter is to be, seems to be like usually above the fold and the cesspool shittiness, you know, uh, and obviously this was no different with this event. Um, and as should be said, uh, I'm not here to add to the ridiculousness. I'm just going to say, obviously, we're, uh, you know, two guys fucking having an opinion and I'm with you, Ralph. And it seems like we're both anti-Smith in this case. Granted. Because I know some people are saying, like, oh, he defended his wife. Oh, fuck him. I don't care. I, I agree with you, Ralph. 100%. That was completely not professional. Unprofessional completely. Because you know what? You're, you chose to have a fucking public life. 
and yeah. I mean, as a, as a, as a staple, as just the, the the bedrock of what went on that night. Everyone there is super famous, especially Will Smith. And because of Will Smith, Jada Pinkett Smith is also way more hot, uh, popular. Now, granted, she hasn't done many movies. That's why she's maybe not as popular as she as he is, of course. But uh, in the night, yeah, but she's so relevant. Huh? Exactly, she's Niobe, bro. She was right, in the well, Matrix Four last year. Well, it's not even. So, yeah, it's just like her career so early it's on. Not like, it's not like Absolutely. she's like out of the public limelight at all. And this no, was no, like no, some no. person, you know, you know what I'm saying. So, um, they should be able to take a fucking joke and not fucking react in the moment, alive on stage, and then win an award for it an hour later or so, um, yeah. for best actor, uh, and then not apologize, not take that opportunity to apologize right then. He just. Kind of d- just says like, "Hey, man, I just was emotional." That's not an apology. He should have apologized. That was the moment to do it because he he the next you day start, and you start so, off with that. You start yeah, off with it. Start off with that exactly. The next day, you know, or the day after that, I don't remember. Uh, there was a, an apology he had made uh, to the New York Times, Will Smith, to Chris Rock about his actions, and you know that he's a work in progress and all this. And it was a, it was it sounded like a good apology, but guess what? A fraction, a small fraction. Of the people who saw that and is making fun of it or having their opinions on it or were viscerally uh, touched by it in any way, sure. um, they uh, are not going to read it. Only a small fraction do. You didn't even know, Prof. You didn't even know. I, I didn't okay. even know. And the only reason I knew is because I listened to other podcasts and they mentioned it and I looked it up. And I just happened to look it up because I you know, care a little bit more than most people maybe about this stuff. So, sure. About the movie stuff and industry, of course. So that's how I know. Uh yeah, uh, apology came exactly too late. You should have done it right then and there. Yeah, I um, I, I gotta mention one thing. Um, I think the, in my opinion, um, the academy completely fucked it up. Um, I don't care if Chris Rock didn't want to press charges. I don't care if he was gonna win the Oscar and they all knew it. I don't care um, if Will Smith, even though this is what I'm hearing from what the latest thing was, they did try to get security to escort him out, and he was like, "I'm not leaving." Um, I don't. That's that. Besides, when you get the cops and then you go, hey, get the fuck out of here because you can't be here. That's just actually what you do. That's exactly what you do. Like if the if the security can't do it, you call the cops. Like it's shitty. Yeah, he's Will Smith. Guess what? If it was any actor, it doesn't matter. They're that the actor is insert this person's name. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, I think what you're trying to say is that we either live in a civilized society or we don't. He, exactly. He needed to get yeah. kicked out, and there's no reason because you're famous or because you have money or both that you shouldn't. You should be excluded from what any other person would would have been would have had to have got through, which is which is not that get kicked out of that that situation. Should I think he, now? This is another situation. This is another thing that I've heard many people say. Should I think he uh, get his uh, Academy Award taken away? I don't think so. Um, that's uh, that's a different thing to the thing you know to the to the case. Yeah, of yeah. Where, I, I'm with you on that. Um, I, I I honestly don't, I mean personally uh, I don't think he should have won, but. That's right, besides but that's the besides the point. That's yeah. besides the point. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm on the same boat as you, but at the same time, besides the point. And you like that um, movie. <laughs> he's, and I like that, right? I keep saying that to people. I like the movie. I, yeah. Uh, but it's fine. It's not the... It's like, like the I'm world. a father. Fuck you. Right, right, right. It's, uh, like I said, that's not the end of the world. One. The, 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 mm-hmm. the issue really here is the fact that they let him there. They let him celebrate there. They let him do everything there. And mm-hmm. it just looks completely... It literally looks like... You know... <laughs> you, guys are, you, guys, you guys are so elite... That you didn't want to, you have no backbone, and like you, you want to complain about everything else that goes on in the world, but you don't want to take care of something that's as simple as this that anybody would, anybody yeah. would yeah. be in the, the in the right to just kick them out. 
I black, white, brown, uh, purple, doesn't matter. I think this is so also a, a little bit speaks to why us and I guess our, our, our circle of people we know, friends, sure. um, kind of like don't really care what anyone says about anything ever yeah. <laughs> because of this kind of reason. Um, uh, this like, you know, I don't know, backbone that you were talking about. I kind of agree with you. It feels the same way anyway. So, um, not moving on yet, but I will say that, uh, I like, I like thinking also about how much of a little difference, like if something had been different a little bit, everything would have been way different. Like that, this outcome would be talked about different, would be seen different, everything. Um, uh, for example, like imagine if, um, Will Smith was seated, not just in right in front, but like seated like a few rows back. Do I mean, would he have actually gone up and walked over there where he would have liked, you know, like taken it back in his head on the way there as opposed to being right in front of the stage? Or would someone else try to have stopped him? Like if there were other actors he had to pass by, right? Um, you think of, yeah. you know, other third parties getting in. There's that. And uh, what if uh, what if Chris Rock fell? What if it was a punch instead of a slap? You know, you, all these little differences where it would have been way different, way worse like, or way better, you know? Uh, my honest opinion of it mm -hmm. is what he said when he sat down is the thing he should have done and not go up to slap it. Mm. If he really was offended by it, you do what anybody else does. You use your voice. You say what you want to say to the guy. And right. you, you're loud enough to say it. You were loud enough to slide. I get this difference. You know, nobody can hear you. Yeah. But the camera would have panned to him. Mm -hmm. Chris Rock would have heard him. It would have been like, my bad. You know, I have no, no hard feelings, blah, 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 blah. And it would have been just like that. You know, you never have to slap him. You could get heated all you want. Maybe backstage you get real close to him or whatever, slap him then or whatever. That's a different story. But th that's like something that's not has to be done like that, in that manner. Like you're, you're literally belittling somebody it's in the, for the whole yeah. world. It's not even United States, just the whole world. Like, cause it's worldwide. Yeah, for sure. That's disgusting. I, whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's always the reactions that I'm mad at. Not necessarily. like you know. Also, the context matters. You know, this is public and live on and all this stuff. I like if this was on the street and Chris Rock just said that, yeah, I totally fucking slap him. Uh, who, who I'm with I'm with Smith on side on that one. Some, one one female actress said that's like the most romantic thing I've heard. I've seen someone do for their woman. That's dumb. Nothing violent should be romantic. Um, and I was like, that's my first thought on that. And one. I was that's the first, well, yeah, that was like <laughs> what? I was like, so. You're, and this is a kink. Nothing violent should ever be romantic. Right. That's the, only, like, I, I, the only way it works. I just thought about it. I was like, no. Like, That's such a fundamentally incorrect. Oh, man. I hate that. What you just yeah. said. So you know what? It's funny because like, I just feel like, also, and I hate to say it in another weird way, um, I also feel like a lot of since probably a little bit before, before the pandemic, I think a lot of, um, I would say like two years now, maybe three mm -hmm. before years before the pandemic where uh, a lot of comedians have been getting a, a lot of push pushback like people like no one wants to defend comedians like that they're in the wrong with, with oh, how they say uh, things or what they say things and mm -hmm. i feel like even chris rock in the situation like someone coming up to him and doing that and finding it like not offensive even that to that's to that point and mm -hmm. like dude you don't you don't do that they have the freedom of right to literally say a joke that's what they that's what they do you guys do know that right like and you reacting like that, that's, that's not, that's not, and that's it's not the actually way to go. Even, even worse than that, Rob, because, you know, um, I don't know if you know this about the Academy Awards or other ceremonies. I think uh -huh. all ceremonies, especially the televised ones like Emmys, Grammys, uh, almost none of those hosts, any of them, even the comedians write their own material. They're written in advance. 
That's someone else wrote that joke. Crazy. They found crazy. yeah, someone I read it in a tweet somewhere. I mean, I didn't fact check everything, but I know I know for a fact that they are written by writers. There are comedy writers that just devote to that. Like Dan Harmon did that for the 2007 or something like that Academy Awards. He wrote some of the jokes in the in the awards ceremony. He actually got an award for the jokes he wrote in the Academy that's, Awards that's for others crazy. to speak. It's very common, very very common. Um, it's been done for a long time, so it's even yeah. funnier or worse or cynical or whatever, ironic, I guess, that Chris Rock had to blame for it. Now he did say it, but still, you know, um, it wasn't even his joke that he wrote. <laughs> It's Which I kind of like the joke. joke. I think I it's like the joke. It's a GIJ joke. It's an old joke. Only certain of us can get it. I got it right away. I was like, that's a good joke. Millennials and, and older. That's it. No one else is going to get that. That's a 90s movie. Right? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. late 90s. Or, I don't even yeah. think Viggo Morrison was famous then. Because he was no. he was like the main male lead. Also, um, uh, if, Debbie Moore was, if Debbie Moore was there, horrible panning to the camera to Debbie Moore. No one did that? The camera guy? Failing. Mm. Just say it. Uh, no, she, I don't think she it. was in the stands. I, I say know. if she was, it would that, that camera guy should have been ready for that one. Just let her know. Yeah. All right. Um, anything else or you want to move on from this point? Nah, I'm done. Thank God. All right. Well, that's our opinion on that shit. Now let's move on. Now, man, this ceremony, I'm sorry. It sucked. So many mistakes, <laughs> in my opinion. So many mistakes. Oh, I, will, say, I will say one thing. Uh, yeah. Rating saved for whatever was going on here. Oh, no. That saved for sure. I'm not that they would have stopped anyway. But yeah. that saved it for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that it was, it was all a big failure, but like it was con- like there was a bad outlining of the of the of this of the nominations before, not even good lead-ins to one category to the next. And I hate their decision to cut out. And uh, I don't know if you know this part, Rob, because I know you weren't there watching it, but they cut out uh, certain what they consider to be lower tier winners. Out of the like, they weren't announced. Like there was, they were, they had one, and they just skipped. There was, they weren't announced in their head. Like there was no host, like saying, "Oh, short films do this for us," and you know, and they say a joke, and then they say the nominations are no, no. They just skipped right to like, a, like a edited version of their speech. That's all they did for the short stuff for editing, and editing. for yep, editing got that too. It was like, like that's like half the movie. No, no offense, but it's half the movie. More maybe. I was going to say, dude, without editing, I, I, I kind of... What are you going to do? Not cut anything? What are you going to do? Right. Not cut? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Not dissolve yeah. here? What are you going to do? Um, ridiculous. That's, it was yeah. ridiculous. And I you know how I was telling you, I was texting you, right? Because uh, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, and I was texting you that Google was telling me in advance who was winning. And you were like, oh, maybe your the YouTube that I was watching on YouTube TV uh, was like was behind or whatever. I think it was because uh, all those nominations that I saw in advance were, were prior. Yeah, were prior. Yeah, were prior. That's why. You know what I'm saying? It kind of kind of solves that little mystery for me. Um, a little shrug-lacking. Crazy. So, yeah. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Oh, wow. I would have been really annoyed, actually. I think I didn't see this fucking thing. I was working. I was getting drunk. I was with a friend. Like, I was getting drunk. I had had, fun, I, but like, had I, Sure, I would have had yeah. fun regardless. But yeah. when I, had, I, had I taken the day off for it, I would have been pissed. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, oh man. You're right. Though. I did I did consider that because I was like, I worked a Saturday for this. Uh because Saturdays are notoriously bad in my store. So yeah. like <laughs> I worked a Saturday for this shit. Yeah, I said thought to myself for a for a minute. Um some good hosts, some bad, whatever. I I you know, the three hosts again coming back, like they did that two years ago, I think. Was it last year? I actually don't remember anything about last year. I don't think so. They did something different last year. Uh, there was a pandemic uh, ceremony, but before that, they did uh, triple hosts. 
They had yeah. like one of them Who was, was the fan? Uh, this time was Amy Schumer. Um, is it now? Uh, what's her name? Fuck, Wanda Sykes. Wanda Sykes. Oh. Was, she was the funniest for me. And yeah, I forgot but, the third one. I never know her name, but I've seen her in a lot of comedies. It was it wasn't Chris Rock. No, it was three women. Sorry, it was three he women. Just, he just happened to do the that one. Yes, he was just a host, like for a docu- for a documentary, right? I think so. Yeah, I think I it was documentary. It was. Yeah, I sure. can't so much. Yeah. Um, and they were okay. I mean, yeah. it was okay. It was fine. Uh, sometimes it was funny. Sometimes it was not. There was a really one or two good jokes in there, like actually good ones. Um. But um, let's get, I get, I don't know if I have much more else to say, but like, I really wish they just stream, not streamline anything better, but like put in the songs at the better times that coincides with what those movies are nominated with maybe, or like just have some plan. It didn't seem like it was really, like, I think they just fucking threw darts at a, and they're like, okay, we're going to announce this one first. And then we're going to put this song at this point. And like, it was ridiculous. I don't know. It was dumb. A lot of it was really poorly managed in my opinion. So Moving on to the actual winners and stuff, man. Let's go with like, what's your biggest visceral surprise? Let's say uh, best picture. <coughs> best picture. You didn't see this movie, did you? I didn't see it, but I don't. I mean, <laughs> I really I, wish you had because I want to talk to you about it low key uh, a little bit. Yeah, but best best picture. Are you gonna uh, watch it now? Knowing but, uh, to be honest, with you, I have the, I I don't even know what the movie's still about. Like I kind of <laughs> like I have a feeling, but at the same time, like I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to go out of my way. Do you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's about this girl. Uh, by girl, I mean like high school, late high school age, um, getting ready for college. And she is the only person in her family that has hearing. Everyone else, just she is a child of death, deaf adults. And okay. both her parents and her older brother are all deaf. And they're all, uh, the father and the son are fishermen. And they have a family business of being fishermen. Um and she's stuck between like, you know, she falls off for the boy, but she loves music so much. They only can feel music. They can't hear it. But um, she wants to be a singer or wants to be in music. Um, and she actually has a good voice and she meets a boy that plays guitar. You know, it's a very feel good movie about family and what and desire and the difference between like, you know, can you will you give can you give one up? Is that even an option or it's not? It's more about it's more than that. I'm just saying that was one of the things in the movie. And it's a feel good movie about you know, family and all, and and then you know, living your dreams and going for it or not going for it, and uh, what's the how do you proceed in your life as you enter college? Oh, and so like um, a very American movie, very very much. Obviously, the main hook, well, not hook, but like the main difference compared to others is that the actors that are actually deaf in the movie are actually deaf. Um, hundred percent. Oh, okay, hundred percent. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, now I mean, the this movie got a few nominate, a few wins, not just best picture. It got um, the actor, the play, uh, the actor uh, Troy Kutzer, who plays her her father, who I didn't think had even a shot at winning. I remember saying it on the show last time. Uh, he su- won for, for best, right? best supporting yeah. actor, right? Well, it's applicant. He gave actor. an awesome speech. He did give an awesome speech. I really liked it a lot. Oh, did he? That's yes, good. it was very good. And uh, you know, they didn't try to cut him either because I feel like they thought that it might have looked wrong. So I'm glad he sure. took advantage of that shit. Um, I'm always down for that. Um, yeah, and it was like surprising that he won, but still awesome, awesome that he won. Um, considering, so uh, the movie won best picture and best that, like I just said, and I think it won something else. Was it screenplay? Best adapted screenplay. Adapted? No. Uh, yeah, adapted. You're right. Adapted. adapted. Yeah. I thought it was original. Right. Yeah. Sorry. I'm a little, I'm scrolling. I'm trying to look for it. Or- just... Original is a different movie that you loved. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> the worst thing ever. Love this um, strong word. <laughs> yeah, anything with an L word. Yeah. And, you know, I'm like, okay, clearly this is a reaction. They just really wanted to highlight a wholesome movie that no one has a problem with. That's what I fought with because I don't think Code is that good. I think it's an okay movie. I do think yeah. it's a feel-good movie. And just because the movie feels good doesn't mean it deserves this picture. I'm sorry. I just don't think so. I don't think that's enough. And this movie does not exceed beyond just enough for me. Like, I love the the, the actress who plays her mother. I forgot her name offhand. And I love the fathers. Yes, they, they do good performances. And I'm glad. I guess I'm, I'm fine with human. It obviously, it doesn't matter because it already happened. But, like, I'm okay with that. But, like, best picture? I don't know. I don't, I don't even accept the screenplay either. Um, but okay, you know, and uh, I remember my friend uh, James who was watching with me. I was complaining about like, I have this. Why is it winning this? So why is it dominated? And he was like, it must have been hard to write because it was written in silent. Which I'm like, it wasn't written in silent. Which written words? What are you talking about? Well, right. Yeah. But he was like constantly making that miss. Not not. He wasn't thinking that. Sure. Story, but sure, like, he yeah. was making that joke a lot. I'm like. See, now you're having me doubt. I wonder how it was written. Maybe it was written like weird. I don't know. And then it was super hard. For all I know, maybe it was. And um, I don't I know. No idea. But I highly doubt it. I just don't believe it, you know, because they can read. They're deaf. They're not blind and whatever. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That, that was one of the bigger ones for sure. Um, I was really disappointed that Will Smith won, though. And, uh, I mean, yeah, that slap did lessen. I mean, made it worse for me. But still. I, he was, like, my fifth I, place. He was my I, fifth uh, place. <laughs> I honestly thought they were. I, dude, like, so, like, I'm not watching it, right? It's my perspective, yeah. of course. And you're texting me, like, who's winning? And then when you told me Will Smith won, I'm like, this is comical. Like, this is not, like, <laughs> yeah. this is, like. He's getting what, a what? Lifetime Achievement Award for not winning for Ali and the Pursuit of Happiness. Right, and I was just like, "Okay, guys, like, really, like, because at this point, I was like, at this point, you had turned me to go like, oh, it was, uh, it wasn't a hoax, and I was like, all right, it's not a hoax, and then it's like he won. I was like, okay, this is a hoax, like, right, like this is a hoax, right? this is a slap of yeah, the hoax. I, no, I never lied to you. That one, that one of my sisters. No, 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 of course, not. of course, not. yeah. No, I'm saying, but I could see that you might think that though. Luke, I was that. right, and I was just like, what's like, this is this is nothing. Like, what's I just don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was besides the point. But whatever. Yeah, I was surprised about Jessica's Chastain winning. Now, granted, that's the only movie I didn't see. Oh no, I didn't see Parallel Marvel City, but uh, I didn't see The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Actually, I still am not gonna see it. I, as good as that, people here tell me that it's good. You know, and obviously Luke saw it. He gave it a recent discoveries review, so like a small thing, and he did like it. But like, I don't care. I just, the subject matter really doesn't interest me whatsoever. Yeah, I know it's, it's about like uh, what do you call it? Um, those ministers on TV, or whatever. Uh, Religious, whatever. I don't know. They're, they're called something. Um, anyway, she plays like that. Tele- televangelist. Televangelist. Thank you. It was a new name. Um, you said TV, just... and then you said those those religious people. And yeah, I was like, like oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know. I, I I didn't see it either, and I can't say, and I, I won't watch it either. I have no I have no interest in watching that movie um, or that type of thing. It just. But I was really really hoping for Chris and Stewart to win. Stewart, like, yeah, it was so hoping. Yeah. Like, I, I feel I, like and I, this is the thing. I was like, this is the problem when it comes to. I, I hate this because I feel like the Oscars do this. They look at the list. Oh, it's Jessica Chastain, Olivia Colman, Penelope Cruz, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. Penelope Cruz and Nicole Kidman, they've been there before, you know? So, like, I don't think we need to do that anymore. Uh, Kidman won Jessica recently Ch- for right. the... Uh, and then you're movie. like... Yeah, whatever. Right, and then you're like, Jessica Chastain, Olivia Colman, or Kristen Stewart. Uh, you know what? Kristen Stewart still has a lot of years, so we'll let her work more. Um, 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah exactly. that's how I feel. Yeah. Exactly. That's and how it, the it Will Smith ones. Is. And it just feels like that so mm-hmm. much. And I'm just like, and like Jessica Chan has been nominated like two other times, I think. So like, yeah, we should give her. They're, one. they're just so inconsistent when they have their picks. Like, I just like one year they're 100%. like, one year, yeah. one, one year they're like, we're gonna be as fair as we can, and you're like, it seems somewhat fair. And then the next year you're like, yeah, I just think he does. I just think he, it's his time. And you're like, for this movie, All right? Like, what? Anyway, always for the worst movie. Like, uh, not not the worst one, but one of the worst ones. Like they almost right. always like they gave like I mean, I'm sorry for Scorsese, but he won best picture or best director for like not near nowhere near his best movie. <laughs> like like why? Just because he's old, getting old is that why? You know, um, he won for The Departed. Granted, awesome movie, but like not is not Goodfellas. It's not that temptation of Christ. It's not fucking right. Taxi Driver. It's not you know. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. He would agree. You know, he would agree, I'm sure. I'm sure um, he would. You know, like it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous world. Um uh skipping a little here. I mean, animated feature Encanto. I told you, Ralph. I told you were like, oh, Encanto has a slowest chance. No man. It's the one that was gonna win. My Raya and the Last Dragon ain't winning shit. Um, but what do you think about uh so Dune got all of the technical wins? Like a score, uh, Hans Zimmer won for that, which and, was funny because I think we were kind of we kind of nailed that one, didn't we? Like yeah, we every nailed, time, every nailed time, photography, effects, right. right? We nailed Literally, all every, every mm-hmm. time it, we, we saw it, we're like, I hate to say it, but I think dude could win this. Like, uh, so yeah, that's that's fine. I mean, I it's totally. fine, and it's 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 like I mean, Lord it's, of the, it's like the first Lord of the Rings all over again because it didn't yeah, win stuff; it won it all it the really technical is. stuff. It really it's just is. like that all over. It's ridiculous. Or it's like you know the the year that Pan's Labyrinth. Was nominated a bunch of times, but it didn't win all the big stuff. It just won all the technical stuff. Um, again, technical stuff is also obviously big for for us. We understand, but I mean, right. to the world, I'm just saying the way it's portrayed, obviously not the big ones. That's okay. all I mean by that. I love cinematography and score and all that. Okay. Um, um, I want to say that uh, I want to ask you something. What was your favorite win? Do you have one? My favorite what? Favorite win. Your favorite, you know, the winner. Favorite winner. Uh, I have two. That's but, a good question. Uh, well, I'll, I'll I don't want to steal your thunder by saying what mine is because it might be yours as well. Maybe one of them might be. So, uh, so far, the, the best song I think I think should have gone to best song. That's a, that's a favorite. I yeah, know right, right, Billy Eilish. I don't think Billie anyone Eilish, thought that was a, an actual. Well, part. don't get me wrong. The, some of the other songs I listened to, three out of the five are two out of the five are really good. You're three sure. out of the five are good. Yeah, the fourth and fifth are just like. Sure, we needed fourth and fifth, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, right. uh, yeah. So that 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 was that was a that was a really good one for me, I guess overall. And then, uh, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess really, there's I, there's really nothing else because I, I just I had I have a limited choice, I guess. Favorite wise, I'm I'm happy for to be honest with you here, and um, that it went to. Uh, my apologies. Uh, editing, dude, dude, it's a good one for sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't mind that. I mean, uh, was Static Boom nominated? I'm not looking at it right now for that because I'm uh, like that. I'll look at it, but yeah, that's probably my favorite one of that. But um, so my two favorite. Uh, I'll give you my my least favorite first of the favorite of the two. I don't know why I'm doing that. But I'm just doing it. Uh, sure. My 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 second favorite was uh, Jane Campion winning for the Power of the Dog because it made my top ten. Obviously, I liked it more than you did, but still, I really liked it. So I'm glad that she got uh, best directing, considering that it was a list of people where, like, only Drive My Car was the only other that I would have picked more, but, like, the only other one I would accept. 
And out of the five, there was a good chance that either Paul Thomas Anderson, Steven Spielberg, or Kenneth Prana were going to win for movies I did not like. <laughs> you know? So I was right. glad that one of the good ones won. You know, I feel yeah. like I had a, a shit shot and I still got it. Uh, personally, I, like Jane Campion winning for that. And obviously, they probably think that not that it's time for the director to win because she's been uh, in filmmaking since the 80s, you know, um, not just because of that, but because she makes so few movies, you know, she makes like, what? it's been over 10 years before getting power with the dog, you know what I mean? So, um, so they're like, we're not going to get another shot with her. So like, you know, um, which is fine. I don't care. I, you know, that's like the Will Smith thing. If that was the reason for them, then I'm glad they did it for in this case. But my main winner, my main favorite winner is an unlikely winner. It is for costume design. Corella. Corella? Yeah, that's a good one. Dude, I did not, I really didn't think it was going to win because, you know, Corella, I think is the nomination is the only one for it. And yeah. I, you and I love that movie way, probably way more than others. And, um, you know, was, and you know what? I, Corella was one of those just like, Wow, they did a fantastic job with this movie. Yeah, and I'm so glad we were right yeah. though, because we're yeah. not costume. Like we don't know, <laughs> no, we, we don't, don't know yeah. costume. You know, no, you, mean, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, we do it. We writing, don't. Yeah. And I know more editing. But that's like uh, and, the Devil Wears Prada wearing. You know, winning that whatever. That, I don't think it won, but it was, it was like. I mean, it like, makes Devil Wears Prada look like shit. Right. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so glad it won. I, I had. I was just telling uh, my friend James who was next to me. He was like Corella. I'm like, dude, Corella is so much better. I'm like, I'm like, I'm literally saying right, right before they announced the winner, like it's not gonna win, but that's the best one. Clearly, it had the most fun for it. I was like, it was really bold on the shit they were doing on the costume, and they won. And I'm like, oh my, sh-. like I was like, fucking, I'm right. See, um, so I was really happy. That was my favorite one for sure, um, hundred percent. And I like what the what the lady said about it. Um, <laughs> uh, here's a big. Uh, uh, annoying thing. I, one thing I did not like about all the winners and so and stuff is, uh, even though I haven't finished it, uh, Flea did not win anything. Yeah, it's, it bugs me. It bothers I, you. I, I I don't think it was even. I don't even think it was mentioned. How much of a crazy thing? How much of a feat it is for a movie like Flea to exist to have been nominated for three completely different types of categories and yeah. then not getting any of them i i mean i haven't seen somewhere so i don't i mean i'm not i don't care i guess but <laughs> i mean yeah i should never say anything until i see them all grant yeah i know i get it but like i don't know it seems like a really missed opportunity for that it just feels that way um but again i don't know for sure but uh, that, that that was uh, annoying that's all i'm yeah. saying there uh, obviously, Drama Car was going to win. That was like probably the easiest win on the planet. Yeah, I mean, I think we all had to be in use of that right away. I was mm-hmm. like, if it doesn't win this, it has to win this. Like, it's just no. And kind of sad to say, if it won that, it's a less likelihood for it to win the other. Mm-hmm. If it was going to win international film, I kind of was going to be like hard to win anything else bigger than that. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, the worst, uh, I would say, you know, other than best. Uh, what was it? Best Director, which had three, uh, I think, three shitty nominations. Uh, the one that had the most shitty nominations, in my opinion, of movies I didn't like was um, uh, Original Screenplay, of course, which had... <laughs> that was that was my worst disappointing, give or take. Because Coda surprised me, but it wasn't as, as disappointing as this one. Because uh, the worst person in the world was nominated, which is the only one I wanted to win. Um, I would have been okay with maybe Don't Look Up. 
But anyway, Donald Cup was in there, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and Belfast. And somehow Belfast won, and I don't know why. And gra- I'm not reading the script to find out why either. But like, <laughs> uh, but I feel like they just wanted to give Kenneth Brown a movie because it's been a while. I don't know. He won a lot, or he was a definitely more prominent as an actor back in the 80s, 90s, and shit. With uh, not just on stage, but on screen too. And um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just one of the most disappointing wins for sure. But uh, that was a shit show, though. I mean, all four of the five nominations were shit shows for me. Yeah. So, like, whatever. Whatever on that. Um, and obviously, that that screenplay was very surprising. Coda, like, I, I, I'm fine. I'm better with Coda winning Best Picture than winning Best Adapted Screenplay. Because <laughs> we have four way better movies. Yeah. Three of which, no, wait. Uh, yeah. Three of which made my top 10, Rob. Three yeah. of them made my top 10. And The Lost Daughter, I told you, I think when I first saw it, it's like, might have made my top 10 because it started after we made that show. Um, might have made my top 10. And that's crazy that Coda got that. You know, just like, that's insane to me. That is insane. It's insane world. Uh, but Denis Villeneuve, I don't think, uh, uh, continues not to have a, an Oscar. Uh, I don't know if he ever got one from before. I know he never won Best Director. I know that for sure. But like, I don't know if he's never won for a screenplay or producing yeah. something uh, i can't say for sure on that but i don't think he has one and i know you didn't see it but a lot of those technical nominations like editing score whatever uh visual effects uh when those people were up there to uh uh you know give their speeches uh-huh. uh, a lot of them hailed denny villeneuve for his direction and all that and i'm just looking at him like he's not <laughs> he's not gonna win <laughs> like that <laughs> oh that's so sad sucks, sucks. no that's a harsh reality though you know Especially when you start getting all the technicals, you kind of probably you probably had a really good feeling about him not getting that. Yeah, um, but I think that's roughly it. I feel we gave it its due. Do you want to say anything else, or you want to add something to it, or no? I mean, uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe I'll watch Coda eventually. Like I said, I'm not going to look forward to it. Not that I'm looking forward to it. It's the wrong words to say. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to. Go out of my way to watch. That's supposed to say. Um, and then uh, West Side Story, uh, Ariana DeBose, um, mm-hmm. cool, I guess. Um, but yeah, I remember saying that that was the, she was the best thing in that movie. So yeah. I guess I'm fine with that. Yeah, but like I, I don't plan on watching that movie anytime soon. Also, so yeah. but Jesse uh, Buckley for me was way better. Whatever, not a big deal. That's like a tomato tomato um, thing. All right, Michael. Right, cool. Um, so that's it for our talk about the Academy Awards, the uh, 94th, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 94th, yes, 94th. Academy Awards. Uh, until next year for that for that shit. But until uh, then, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to review our, finally, our first film of the evening, uh, which is called Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. Stay with us. A cafe owner discovers that the TV in his cafe suddenly shows images from the future, but only two minutes into the future very simple awesome direct little synopsis this is beyond the infinite two minutes um written by makoto ueda and directed by junta yamaguchi this is obviously a japanese film or yeah japanese and it's um an indie film very indie film um i would say it's 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 classified as a sci-fi comedy and I would say that is accurate. Um, 
Now, this was brought to my attention through another podcast. And uh, before I, you know, there was like, I never heard of this. And I was like a time travel movie that I hear it's kind of good or, or, or better than that. And I was like, okay, I stopped the review. And I'm like, I'm gonna go watch it and review it. And I uh, can't wait for tomorrow when I go actually listen to the show <laughs> that reviews that as well. So um, anyway, so here we are. And I took a shot on this movie. And I'm gonna say, guys, I'm gonna start off here by saying that I did not regret picking this movie i would say out of the three it's a clear winner for me um not that i have not as a competition but as far as indie films um this movie really is a great example of great sci-fi and also hard to make it also a comedy and i had so much fun watching this movie which which is like like 75 minutes long it's a very short movie and um somehow it feels but it feels like you feel every minute of it, but not in a bad way, in a, in a fun way. So it's a sci-fi time travel concept movie. So it enters into the pantheon of things like Primer and, you know, the time, what's it called? Time Machine and um, and Back to the Future. It enters into those kind of movies and that pantheon of movies. And I would say this movie reminds me more of a movie like Time Crimes or even like Triangle which is not exactly a time travel movie, but it has a lot of time traveling nonsense, not nonsense, but stuff in it. And, um, you know, the minutia of like consequences and, you know, of uh, fucking with the, even in this case, like a two minute loop um, of what it can do, you know, positive and negative. I would say those movies mirror closest to this. Now, Time Crimes and Triangle are way more serious. Super, I mean, one of them is a horror movie straight up. And, um, but this movie takes that concept in one location. I mean, it's not really just one. I mean, it's like a building. But in that, yes. It is like an apartment in his office in the fifth floor. But like really just one location <laughs> that they rented, I guess, one building. And uh, the whole movie takes place there. And I think it has so much fun energy. And the acting is really superb. And you know what? That's uh, the technical aspects of this movie, like you know, pulling it off, I think was really good and really kind of top notch. They really sweat the details on most of the stuff. Um, that's my quick my quick um, thing on it. Uh, what about you, Ralph? What did you think of uh, the movie? Uh, uh, yeah, I uh, I kind of dug it. It was a movie that I did not expect that would could it be was going to be decent. I actually uh, started this movie like around nine in the morning. Uh, I go to work around ten thirty, leave to work around ten thirty to make it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was perfect fit for just watching it right before work, mm-hmm. and uh, it worked out. And, you know, it was uh, it was a really cool, just kind of like I first ten minutes, I was like, okay, I don't know where it's going. They're being really silly. They're being very Japanese. Uh, and then I was like, oh, okay, I, I get, I get, okay, that's interesting. And then they keep going forward to it, and I actually dug it. Yeah, that was a really, really cool, uh, really cool movie overall as to how they did the whole time with the two minutes and uh, through these uh, also like who has a monitor connected that long? Sure. With yeah. The that's that probably long. the only really implausible thing about it. That's the most implausible thing about the that's movie. Probably the, I would say so too. The most but I was fine with it because it was so much fun. So yeah, it was exactly you kind of, uh, you kind of, uh, called, uh, forgive it, let it go. Yeah. Forgive it. Yeah. Forgive it. You forgive it a hundred percent for that reason alone. It's almost like a, 
you did it because uh, it was to use, like, he wanted to use the power of the first building instead of the second floor, or whatever. It was just, like, really trippy as to why it was, but it is what it is. It worked out. So, uh, that's, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was a really cool movie. You, you hit it on the nose with, like, the time, with, uh, time cop and stuff like that. Um, that was, that was a good comparison. Um, yeah. and I, I've always liked to see what, uh, time travel movies, because in a weird way, time travel. Um, I always love to see how, like, what they do or what their rules are and stuff like that. So, yes, uh, they all have to compromise. Every single time there are a movie on the planet compromises in a way that others maybe don't. Uh, exactly. Always, always. Like you said, you mentioned Time Cop. Like, Time Cop is all about, like, if you meet your former self, you explode if you touch. Like, right. the world ends. Like, right. wow. Like, most movies don't do that. Like, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. And, this was- uh, yeah. Or like in the Marty McFly's case, he disappears, right? If he fucks too much with time, like he starts disappearing because he's not existing. Um, like that's right. a very linear version of what time travel is. Um, you know? Yeah, you can tell where uh, you were, when the movie was made. Sort Every, of. Everyone's different. Right, exactly. Um, Primer is a whole different ball of wax entirely. But yeah. Um, <clears throat> man. Uh, so I got to say, the be- I think the best thing about this movie is the energy. And the details that go into making that energy possible, like, uh, and this is the last thing I'll say before we get into spoilers, but, um, for example, like, I love how, because he, he gets, uh, somehow, I mean, he, he obviously, he's, he, this guy's the owner of the cafe, I didn't know, I wasn't sure about that until later, um, in the movie, but he's the owner of this cafe, he looks kind of loner, older, like 30-something type, and, um, he, missed, he just stumbles into this thing where he's up in his room, and the monitor and that he's talking right you see start seeing like the pick thing like this guy yeah. mentions to him right that like hey who's himself is himself back down at the cafe looking at the monitor he's like hey uh he starts talking to him and it's it's like he's actually responding like it's in real time and he was looking for his pick because he was about to play a guitar he's like his friend with the rug and so on and you're like what the hell and he goes downstairs and he realizes that's what's going on and he tells himself right then and there the camera follows this yeah. is a one take movie um oh it's made to look it's definitely not uh, an actual pristine sure. one take movie you could tell sometimes with the cuts but like it is made to look like a one take movie yeah. so the entirety uh 75 minutes or whatever the runtime is in 75 minutes i think it was um, also shot on iphones i don't know uh no uh did you see the the credits I saw some of the credits that I could have sworn one of them was on an iPhone. Oh, maybe, maybe you're right. Uh, I, I, well, I saw, I mean, I saw that most of them were just was a camera, but maybe you're right. Maybe there was an iPhone attached. You're right. Maybe, maybe 100%. Maybe the whole thing was, I just couldn't tell because there was a lot of things attached to the iPhone. Yeah, though. If that's the case, so like, there was like every uh, fucking attachment available. Maybe I I mistaked it for a camera, like a camera camera. Yeah, I know. It it had like, because it was, it was like a body mount or whatever, and Mm -hmm. it had, you know, everything to keep it stabilized. Of course, and then a big ass light on it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. but I could have sworn it was an iPhone. Right. So he goes downstairs, right, and he, this is when we, as with him, realizing what's going on, like, hey, and it's kind of, kind of cool. And you also, I think my one of my first thought was like, it's kind of immediately limiting because there's this two minute gap, first you know, said, yeah. where the where there's like a time, you know, it's just like with broadcasting with the Oscars, for example. There's a there's a <laughs> there's a little bit of a of wiggle room between actually live and the broadcast that you're watching um there's always a few seconds at least sure. so that way they can edit if they have to especially a swear word swear word 
or a slap, you know, on occasion. Um, they can they can limit that or edit it or cut it or do something. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though it looks jaunty and shit. Uh, so, but instead of like just like time keeps you catching up to the video screen, it's not. It's actually time catching up to itself. It's like actually it's future telling, and like wow, two minutes, and the stuff they pull from that idea, it is wonderful. It is ma- imaginative, and it is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, especially when he gets his friends involved. Yeah, um, so I, whenever when the movie introduces the friends, and I'm not ruining anything of the movie, of the plot or anything, but like I, I find it so funny that our main character almost becomes a side character for yeah, a quick no, second, he, he, right? He for sure, but, does a little in but, the middle, but there. to the point it was, it's like to the point where it's actually kind of uh, uh, what's it called? Like he's almost like over it already. Like he's like, yeah, I, I'm over this. Already. Like I just. I just want to go back to normality. Right. He kind of just like, wants to go to sleep. And yeah. Yeah. Or whatever so, his plan was. For the right. Night. It's just so funny because he's like, yeah, my friends fucking killed this thing for me. <laughs> and it's they, like. They ruined it, was, it? Yeah, they ruined it. He's like, it was really cool. And it's like, oh, it's like, all right, you guys are just too much into my shit now. Like, it's but, just, but, it, but the thing is that it was so hard to really relate to him because I would be one of his friends in that situation. I'd be the fucking around with it. I'd be like. No, so would I. I would be the oh, guy who says, what about that, sports betting? <laughs> The sports almanac. I almost feel like yeah. he was a sad sports almanac from Back to the Future. It. I know. Um, and like you know, he said, betting horse, betting on horses, and um, which is what Biff did in in, in the sequel, by the way. Um, yeah. uh, but my favorite thing about it is that they were geeks. Yeah, they were like nerds about it, and I really love that because it captures this like this very camaraderie idea, like it's just in the moment, energetic. Like, dude, this is badass. I don't know. I can't equate to this to something in real life that isn't uh, supernatural or sci- science fiction, but like, I don't know. I, I can't quantify, it, but it just feels like a certain thing. And uh, more than that, I think that uh, like they really expand on this idea of the two minute thing. Like you, it's not, it never becomes the concept never becomes boring. Right. Like they always mount on it and build on it. Um, and with that said, I think we should get into spoilers before we guys were dangerously close now. So we're going to get spoilers for Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes and talk about the rest of it in good heart starting now. Okay. So, um, man, we're sorry with this thing. Uh, I, first of all, it, uh, so much energy. I love it so much. I love when they were playing with it. And then, uh, and they, and then uh, even before they put in the other monitor, to make to uh, double up the time and triple it and quadruple it, um, which was a wonderful idea. Was like, that was so cool when that guy came up with it. Um, but I was a little bit thinking, like, oh man, you're playing with fire, yeah, and, I so fast. And um, I did, I did see though, I did. I'm so glad I caught it. I mean, maybe I'm not glad I caught it because I caught it and I was like, oh man, it's kind of obvious, not obvious, but I felt obvious to me in the moment when. <laughs> Those two guys that end up being at the end of the time cops, yeah, right. I, you know, they were there earlier trying to say, like, can we speak to the owner of the cafe or whatever? Because this, they, they came earlier, and they, did. Uh, they came right when the friends had came, I think, right? Yeah, around there, around there. I was like, they are to be worried about, like, that's something for sure. I didn't know they were time cops, I guess. I didn't say that, but I did think that they were, um something to do with this time tv like maybe like i, I actually kind of i think i thought that um that they fucked up and like activated something in this tv and they were trying to stop it not that they were time cops necessarily um 
But I did think of that, and I was like, yeah, I was just waiting for the minute they would come back, and obviously they did, and so on. Um, it was very cheesy, though. I mean, the whole movie's cheesy, and actually, I don't even think the camera's HD that they use at all. Like, it was like, a, was it 420 or 720? Like, some of that stuff was kind of grainy when they zoomed in yeah. and stuff, which is, I guess, a limitation of the movie, but also makes it kind of homegrown in a nice way, so it was, it was fine with it. But, like, I think they, uh, I think, I mean, obviously, they pulled it off. But um, I think my favorite part of the movie overall, though, my favorite feeling is that feeling from this funness, like this fun thing where they're like, they're like telling themselves in some eight minutes into the future, like, hey, go to this dumpster, you're going to have to find a VCR. And in that VCR, there's money. And the other guy's like, dude, you're going to get a, 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 a pill, a toy that you've been looking for in the shape of a bug. And if you go to this vending machine 20 minutes from now or whatever, it's going to be there, right? And I'm having fun with it. And then on a dime, it turns immediately serious. Yeah. Uh, with the gangsters coming in. I'm like, holy shit. That was like a, a 180, but in a good way. And it was a 180 that was earned because my first thought was like, why would you take? My first thing was like, it's a drug stash. I saw Requiem for a Dream. You don't take that money. Right. You know, or not just Requiem, but The Wire or whatever, yep. you know? You, they were such doofuses that they didn't realize that because the money is there, it doesn't mean it's easy. Like you can take it. Right, exactly. No one just stashes their VCR and then accidentally throws it away. It's somebody's money. Somebody knows it's there and it's most likely drug related. And I was right. Um, so it all kind of, anyway, uh, I'm, I'm gushing out about it. I'm just, not, but, uh, you know, what do you want to say in this course? So I, uh, I, well, I, uh, I felt like this is the, this is the, the whole con the whole thing about the movie is like they kind of, they kind of tiptoe around it, but I, I dug that the movie is kind of focused on it, uh, is that what if you just don't follow your future self? Cause like you have to live that next I, moment. I and definitely the, want to talk to you about and that. that yes. And that's what the main character wants to talk. That's, that's my favorite part. Oh, think about the movie. Because the main character says it right away, like the, the problem with the movie, right? Or the problem with this thing. It's like, don't you just feel like you're being controlled by yourself? Like, you know what? You have to say it because if you don't say it, now it doesn't happen. So now you're just causing issues, right? So like I feel like I don't have self control, self will, right? And, yes. and it feels and it feels just like that, especially with the two minutes, because it's so recent. You know? yeah. And then the, with the guy coming up with the future, at least that makes it feel not as recent. So it feels more natural theoretically. So you would just answer everything how you feel you normally would if you didn't remember what happens 20 minutes later or 20 minutes ago, right? Mm -hmm. In a weird in a weird way, right? Not verbatim, because he said everything verbatim and he's like, hey, I said everything verbatim. You know, like, even though he didn't, like, do it on purpose, he just did it because that's how he was feeling, right? And, like, it's just it's a trippy way, but you're, you're all, it's like, you're. Uh, I see it almost like in a Donnie Darko style, where you're where your character is following this path, and that's exactly what yes. they're doing. And they're 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 so. Well, how does that make you feel, Rob? Yourself. Do you feel like they they couldn't have stopped themselves? No, I feel like they could have stopped themselves, but you I feel, feel like, like they really could have. I feel like I, I feel like. Uh, well, just, do you feel like? Would you feel? I don't want to say incarcerated, but it feels like the right word. I know it's not yeah. bad. Do you feel like mode like um? I feel obliged like, to do to do what well, you did. The issue is here is like, this is the problem because now it becomes like a horror movie for me because 
it, no, yeah. it really does because now it's like, well, I don't want to do that. It's a neurodivergence it, worst nightmare almost. Yeah, like, because like, I, don't, yeah. I don't want to do that. Okay, but if you don't do that, then what's the repercussions of you changing the future or ch- changing the past or whatever? Since you, right. you didn't do this. And I'm like, presence? oh, fuck me. I don't know. You know, but I didn't know before. But now that I know, it's so weird. And I'm just like, ah, oh, like, and you're caught in this weird thing where the safe bet is to just say what you said earlier, technically, right? I mean, yeah, and the movie didn't want to. Didn't want to bust that wide open, right? No, I didn't want to, and I, that's where kudos to the movie because that's what it kind of focuses on. Because it would have yeah. opened a can of worms that I don't think it would have been able to close. No, out. and I think it would have gone from a comedy to a horror, probably instead. In my opinion, right? Um, and it's so easy to make. It's kind of like I said, time crimes and triangle, like all these movies, easy to make it a horror. It's actually harder to make it a comedy. It's really hard to make this idea and concept a comedy. Yeah, so I think I give it more points for it, you know, for succeeding in the way that. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, I'm with you, Raf. I think that uh, I don't. I don't know what the. That's the thing is, I don't know what they would have come up with if they decided to like have the main character, the cafe owner, let's say, because he was the most against this whole deal, or like you know, being against the idea of free will not having not being real. You know, um, yeah. that uh, I wonder if uh, if he didn't like do one of the things, you know, on purpose to see what would happen. Uh, but his other friends and stuff, they were like, we gotta do it. And the pillboy guy in the middle of learning everything about the gangsters, the girl being taken, which I was worried about rape immediately. My first thought, honestly, um, yeah, uh, what they were doing, like those uh, yikes. Um, I'm glad they didn't like didn't even remotely get that far. Thank God. But anyway, um, uh, when they were taken and he was learning all this stuff, he's like, oh, I still got to <laughs> he still has to go tell his future, his other self that there's the pill, uh, pill toy, whatever. Um and in an excited voice and then go back to being serious like yeah that was really funny but dark funny it was yeah it was yeah it was uh, it was something I'm like this movie I kept saying to I kept saying to my maybe I was by myself watching it but I was like saying to myself while I'm like this fucking movie bro um (laughs) I was really enjoying it Ralph it was just so much fun the mechanism yeah that was so easy easily digestible movie and it goes into this uh, whole like it's a pro. It's also a very process-heavy movie. Like obviously, because you're watching the time and effect. I almost feel like if I had a stopwatch, if I watch it again, if actually you can, if it's actually two minutes every time, I won't be surprised if it is. Not to say that it has to. Yeah, the only other, I, was, I would say something that, that that was probably my biggest problem about the movie because I think like all oh, the two minutes are almost up. I'm like, you what? You can tell two minutes. Like, I think two minutes. I'm like, fuck, twenty hit fast. Holy shit. Like uh-huh, my yeah. brain is like no way. I just right, but other people yeah. work. I mean, people do work that way sometimes. I just not. No, you're right. You're right. I don't know. Definitely not. Yeah. No, it's like I always go like ah, I got ten minutes. I'll risk it. It's like fifteen minutes later, motherfucker. I thought I had more time. Yeah, exactly. Um, it depends on what you're doing. I guess while you're waiting. Um, just yeah, my favorite, my favorite part of the process that was the most fun little part was when he's um going up just with the monitor. To save the girl to from save the, the girl. store, oh, and they keep having bags. And they they put a ketchup bottle. Like you need this ketchup bottle. I'm like, why? Well, that is the one friend. The one friend's like, man, you were so great. Like, were you, you like, were amazing? And like, what? Like, you right. did great, bad. I'm like, yeah. I haven't done shit yet. Right. No, well, no, the, the way great. he's the way he said it because he's like, in past tense, you were so great. And I was like, did I die? Like, what? Like, it's just like. <laughs> You there's are, a lot of right. And there's you, a lot of things that you can take it from, but yeah, the ketchup bottle, the symbol. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, it's just so much. And the toy, he gives him his toy. Like, yeah. why? 
and obviously it plays out and it does play out really well i would say that i guess here is maybe like part of uh the 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 indiness of the movie kind of yeah. uh, shows a little bit of its colors when they actually encounters the gangsters and puts them away like the the whole scaring bit there's a little bit too much of a lag between the shooting like i it felt like it wasn't as because they had to do what they had to do it was just the way sure they, of course they do it but otherwise it worked out really well um and i obviously forgave any kind of little messed up because again this is an indie movie it takes place in one building um and i really liked it it kind of gives you a lot of hope for indie movies in general because of this just got to have a really good con a really just a really creative thing going uh, a creative script and you can you do a lot of things with it um because even prominent filmmakers that do one-offs or like one little things or like things in the house you think of uh, much to do about anything or not much but much to do about nothing for example like just takes place in one house or you think of uh, richard linklater's um movie uh i think it's called hotel or tape it's called tape the whole movie takes it's just conversation in one hotel room you know uh i mean this movie kind of beats all those you know um in its in its delivery and stuff so very cool very cool obviously very hard to film <laughs> Yeah. It looks easy. I would assume. Oh, very I, it hard easy. to film. You have it to block easy. it just right, a hundred percent. Everyone's yeah, got to say the lines at the exact right time, a hundred percent of the time, yeah. every single time, and not because it's a one-off. Because again, it's made to look like one. But like, even if it was an actual one-off, um, which is obviously way harder, um, like they have to they have to time it just right because of the monitors that they keep looking back into and. <laughs> For things to make sense later, you know. Yeah, give um, it to the Japanese people to, to fucking make it to do that. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. For sure. You know. Obviously, my first thought of watching this movie was, um, you know, think of one-offs. I think of Victoria, which is an actual, the only real actual one-off in existence, where it takes place in actual. But it's like an almost a two-hour movie. That's yeah. exactly two hours, and it was actually shot in two hours. Um, and uh, obviously, that was a more of a technical marvel. Of course, it had more money to it, and it went many places. But like, yeah, I, I feel like this movie would have lost something if they did cuts for sure. Like this movie, I understand why it had to be a one-off. Yeah, you have to be there in real time, feeling every two minutes or every. No, you do. Yeah, I agree. It adds, a, it adds it would, everything to it. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing how much lesser it would have been without it. Hundred percent. It, it really, it really, it needs to be a one-off. Very much so. Um, but I want to talk about the the, the time cops, uh, which are the cheesiest, most Doctor Whovian thing I've ever seen in my life. Th not only are they cheesy, they're so bad. They they felt uh, what's that? Uh, like they um, <laughs> they felt like uh, Shakespeare like, in the uh, park. That's what they were. Shakespeare in the park, right? No, no, they felt like uh, what's that? Uh, fucking a uh, brick and mortar, like those guys. Like they're just arguing with themselves. Like kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. okay, yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get. That. I was I I got that vibe off of it where it's just like. Are, are you guys actually here doing your job or are you guys just giving us expose? Like what's going on here? You know, it's just so funny, but yeah, it was definitely a big exposition dump too. Yeah. Of course. Um, because obviously they have to explain themselves, but also like the idea that they would explain themselves to someone that didn't knock out seems obviously it was just contrivance so they can talk to tell the audience why they're there. Of course. And obviously, and have like uh, an ending with the character still being, I don't want to say alive, but at least awake. Um, like, how do you feel about them? Do you think they were actually nefarious in any way? Did they kill your, their friends? Do you think that powder that they would have taken? Because they shot with the beam. They they kept saying, they're just knocked out. They're not dead. Okay. Yeah. If you believe that, sure. 
But do you think this powder that they would have snorted that would have killed them? Why not use the Ray thing? Like, you know, what do you think about that? Do you have any opinion on that? Uh, I think it would have reset the timeline or something. I thought, I thought that's what they were going for. Do so you think that their aim was not to kill anyone? No, I don't think, think their aim was to more like, uh, we're just going to go back and, uh, to the point where these monitors never were going to do this to begin with. Right, never. Uh, yeah, like uh, oh, like oh, it's interesting. Huh. Some weird fucking glitch in the matrix kind of thing. It helps like, that oh, they look so harmless. Yeah, it did. It did also. <laughs> it really and, helped. And, and also, like they they played it off like, uh, huh. so like yeah, you know, sometimes this kind of thing happens. You know, like yeah. uh, this device does this, this device does that. You're like, yeah, that's you know, yeah. Okay, they look like uh, one of those. Uh, I've ever seen. Uh, have you seen the umbrella Umbrella Academy? No. Oh, okay, they look like one of those workers from the time department. The non-killing ones, obviously, I'm talking okay. about for those asking. About, no, no, not the agents that go out and kill. I'm saying, because I know there's a lot of murder in that, in that show, but I'm saying they look like one of those office workers that just know about time and they just they explain it. They're just nerds about it, you know. <laughs> kind of feels like them uh, going out on a case to wipe out minds. They also felt very men in black. Very men in black. Like, they almost said that they have a neuralizer, whatever the, whatever the little light thing is, the flashy thing. Yeah, I feel like they almost have that. They almost have that. Yeah, hundred percent. I felt very Men in Black too. Uh, not part two. Also, I mean, Men in Black also. Um, yeah, it was cheesy though. It was cheesy as hell, and I would say it was contrived. They they kind of forced that in in a way where, like, yeah, I don't feel like they would have actually done this, but for the sake of the audience, they did it this way. And I was like, I'm fine with it because I'm so much so much fun. I'm down with the movie hundred percent by then mm-hmm. for sure. So. Um, and I liked how they got away from them there, what they did. Um, I really liked that. It. it was I was I was a little confused. I mean, it was hard to keep up with some parts of the movie, especially when they add uh, when they put the monitors against each other to mirror. Yeah, and, right. It was a little hard to get through it, but it was it was still very well explained. I think and very well made. Man, I really just love this movie. I really super highly. If you still listen to this and you haven't seen the movie, obviously we spoiled the entire fucking thing. Yeah. But even and I think this movie going in cold is better, way better, right? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But if you if you if you anyone coming into it cold, reading the title might assume it's time travel anyway. But even that is still very surprising to see what it actually comes out to be. But if you listen to it, I still highly recommend. I still think you get a lot of fun out of it, even knowing all this. So super highly recommend. It is like it is like the one cut of the dead of the year. Kind of because that movie also felt very indie um, and uh, very meta and it's storytelling, very different movies. But like the way they pull it off is very creative and in, in, within the within the, within the, the constraints that it had, you know? Yeah. Uh, one Cut of that. Yeah. You remember that movie? I, don't know I remember. do remember One Cut of that. Yeah. Mm. Very good. I want to show that to some people. Actually. I should have. I should have by now. But anyway. Um. Anything else you want to say on the movie? Uh, no, no, no. It's a really cool, random little indie flick. Yeah, I agree. It's a. It was a really cool. Uh, just walking into. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm. Yeah, I'm glad we reviewed it. It is. I mean, I know we just started the year, but it's probably my favorite movie of the year. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, later on. But anyway, that's uh beyond uh the infinite two minutes. Uh, I bought it on iTunes. I don't know where else is available. I think you can rent it on the, on the usual suspects, but I don't think it's streaming anywhere with a subscription, but um, hopefully soon. 
it might catch up. Maybe I'll, I'll get uh, this movie. Uh, honestly, it came out in Japan in 2020, but it's finally made it, making its rounds in the U.S. this year. So just so you know. Um, anyway, that's it for that review. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to review our second film of the evening. Another uh, fresh new movie called Fresh. It's currently on Hulu. Check that out and stay with us. The horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. This is fresh, currently on Hulu, I think exclusively on Hulu, I think about the rights for the movie, um, written by Lauren Kahn and directed by Mimi Cave. Mimi Cave. It's a great name. Kind of like the name. Uh, sounds fake. Obviously, like a staging, but whatever. This movie stars Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan. And I guess a good solid second will be Jojo T. Gibbs. But uh, Daisy Edgar Jones and Sebastian Stan are definitely the prime two uh, actors in the movie uh, and their characters. Um, yeah. And again, it's available on Hulu. And this is uh, for sure, I would say, like a horror movie, 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, I would lean more of a thriller, but I know that the subject matter and some of the things that go on is horrifying. So it is also classified as a horror. I would call it more of a, a thriller, I guess, almost romance a little bit in there because there's some romantic stuff in it for a while anyway. Um, interesting movie. Uh, it's making a little bit of the rounds here and, here, here and there. Um, but, Ralph, I'm going to start with you on this one. What is your impression of the movie uh oh, sorry you called me bitch dude i'm so good at that no you really are um let's see uh impressions of the movie was uh slow paced to the point where i almost stopped it and went to bed for the night oh interesting um, yeah and then it ended up doing a 90 degree turn not a 180 <laughs> but a 90 degree turn right. to basically okay. keeping my wife and I awake. Well, my wife was already half of the bag, but I was already still awake. And uh, keeping us up to the point where we're just like, okay, this is a fucked up movie. Uh, you didn't yeah. know You didn't know anything going in? I, assume. Well, I don't know. I, always, I usually go cold for all, all movies that you, that you pick. Awesome. Um, Love hearing that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so yeah, that was my uh, that was my what's it called uh, thing about the movie right away. Um, overall, though, like uh, uh, I guess where it goes, it's a lot of uh, a lot of vibes give me like <laughs> like I, I think a lot how uh, uh, JoJo T. Gibbs thinks Molly. Um, Molly, yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think I think very much like her in the movie as a as like. I think most of us think like her in the movie. Uh, yeah, she. I think she. I mean, I don't know if she's meant to be the audience audience surrogate, but yeah. she feels that way to me. Yeah. Well, she just feels like the most normal. Like she's like I'm not that desperate. Like you know, like I'm not that. I'm not a lot of stuff going on. And then uh, watching Sebastian Stan and something else. He, <laughs> that's not you know superhero. Winter Soldier, right? Right, exactly. Uh, he also felt like. Uh, like it, it felt like a relief to see him, but then also he feels like right away his smile was like lingered on too hard in the beginning, and you're just like like he was trying too hard almost. 
Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, we're just watching that. But it's, uh, it, it's an interesting like, whole beginning of the movie where I just didn't know where it was going because it was kind of boring. And it gave me vibes of, uh, of uh, Get Out as well. Uh, what's it called? Uh, in the at the beginning, like the first, like just like that that whole that whole vibe scene, mm-hmm. gave me a lot of like uh, of that. So I was just like very very uh, skeptical, and uh, but I was like, it's only a two hour movie, Ralph. Like just, you'll be able to watch it, you know. Like you'll be mm-hmm. fine. And then when it gets to where it goes, because I don't want to ruin anything for spoilers. Uh, when it gets to where it goes, I think it's uh, I think it does a, I think it does a great great turn. Um, and, yeah, just just to keep it interesting and keep it going. Uh, so yeah. Besides that, uh, awkward dancing as well. Yeah. So that's my first thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Some awkward dancing, hundred percent. So I uh, I came into this movie knowing it was a horror movie because um, a uh, what where did I hear? I heard it at work from someone that I still don't remember who told me, but. Um, Someone at work was mentioning that it was a horror movie that they really liked it, and it was called Fresh, and that's all I knew. So, granted, I knew nothing, but I knew it was a horror. I knew the genre, right? Yeah. And uh, and so when I started, my surprise wasn't the ninety degree turn in thirty minutes of the movie. It was the beginning of the movie, the first thirty minutes, like seeing this romantic, of- <laughs> right? <laughs> the romantic uh, aspect of the movie, seeing this uh, woman trying dating, hor- horrible date. Oh, oh, bad yeah. oh, by the way, like, I'm like, I is this what really women? Not, I mean, I, I assume men too, but if I'm ever out with you and I see a guy in a scarf, I'm just going to be like, let's see if it falls in soup or something. Like, I just cannot wait for food. Wait, this is, oh, scarf, I see. The scarf was like dragging along the food. Dude, yeah. Uh, and then he got like offended. Like, ugh. I hate, and they're like, let me take these leftovers because I have people over. I'm like, go fuck yourself hard, please. <laughs> right. Go fuck I'm like, is this what people are going through? Not just women, but I guess on the men too, right? Like, yeah. is this how dating is? I mean, I've had very unconventional dates lately, so I, I, I can't say I'm in that boat, but I feel like I, I, any second I could be, I guess. Um, it is bad. Like, I wouldn't even, I don't think I'd get that far. I'm pretty sure I would leave. Honestly, I wouldn't be her at all. I wouldn't be nice. I would just leave. <laughs> I'm like, ah, it's not working out. You're kind of an asshole. I'm just going to go. Yeah, I, I can see myself doing that. I've done that before, so why not, right? So I guess I'm just unconventional. But anyway, really bad dating, and she meets uh, Sebastian Stan, a doctor immediately. Obviously, he's fucking handsome as shit. Yeah, and um, I mean, he's like, he's like way hotter than she is somehow. Uh, like very way hotter, it's right? So it's like it's not fair. It's not fair. Um, uh, seeing this couple starting, and then it starts, and then the movie starts where I should, then the titles open when the horror is being. I'm like, wow, now it's like the movie just starting, you know, like very interesting yeah. to do that. Um, and then the movie starts, and so my thoughts on the movie is that I liked it overall. I thought it was a fun time. Nothing more than that, however, I don't think it has much to add to the horror genre. And as far as like horror genre specifically relating to cannibalism, because I, you know this movie. As I mentioned, it's been making the rounds with people I know, especially at work. And I would say that uh, another friend of mine, another coworker of mine, was uh, said that, uh, "Oh, have you seen Fresh?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did see Fresh." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's okay compared to other cannibal movies." And she's like, "You know other cannibal movies?" I'm like, <laughs> uh, "I know way more." And if I describe them to you, they'd be uh, you would think I'm crazy. <laughs> like. There are way more others now. Right. I make it sound like there's like fifty others, and there no, are fifty you, others. You are you are making it sound like, but no, but like fifty, but I, like 
I've Great seen one, like 20 yes. more. I've seen to at least 20. Sure, sure. Let's say at least 20. And from different eras, from Italian 60 cinema to modern day, whatever, Norwegian. Like, that's just how much I know. So, like, I, of course I would know, you know? Um, so, like, yeah, I was like, and compared to those, this is very tame. This is like the PG 13 version of those movies. Yeah. Um, not to say that there's nothing in the movie that makes it not radar. I think it does qualify for radar. But I think I'm um, like it barely qualifies for it. So my point is that as far as horror film, like I never felt anything, not goosebumps, nothing like that. I really wish it did. But I think the movie focused on being more of a pop, pop, uh, fun time uh, version of that, and having like a very like focusing on the main character and focusing on what she would do. Focusing on Sebastian Stan's persona and his background a little bit. Obviously, the best friend Molly and her detectiving, which is my favorite part. Um, focusing on these aspects and seeing what their consequences, what they lead to, and then what goes after that. And I think this movie does all that, I think, fairly well. Well to well. Well to good, you know. And yeah. um, But I don't think the movie really does anything um, that exemplary, for my, in my opinion, to... Um, to like dig into it's hard to dig into this movie the way i could dig into beyond the infinite two minutes for example or other movies even uh that kind of like do more emotional payouts better or like they do more complications in the human persona of life you know like i don't think it has any of that going on for it it's more surface level yeah and its surface level is great but it really i really wanted more yeah, and, or not really wanted more but i would have appreciated more let's say and uh and i really wish it didn't but Alas, it does not. But for what it is, it is a fun time. Um, it's almost like a family movie. Honestly, I think a lot of people could see this movie. Honestly, it feels yeah, very tame. Uh, this is yeah, for, uh, no, one hundred percent. It does feel more tame. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's also like it's. I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I, I I had fun with it because it did obviously it did the right thing when it did. You know, like you all you had the feeling, and I was that's where I, this is how I was trying to keep Ashley awake when I. When we were watching it, I was like, no, because she was she was already like, I'm gonna watch this movie. And she's like, I'll just be with you. And I was like, okay, sure. Right. And she was already like five minutes, and she's like nodding off. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then she's like, no, I'm watching. And I was like, sure, whatever. And I was like, it's okay, it's boring. Anyway. Um, and then I was like, whatever. And then right when when she's like, yeah, we're gonna go, we're gonna go out like a trip. And I was like, all right, this, this is so like, it's such a bad idea. It's such a bad so idea. Right. many That's levels. Right, exactly. Not because she's the woman going out to something with uh, that she doesn't know with a man. Which is that? Which that's a that's a horror for sure in itself. Yeah. Um, that's different, and that's in a way that I'll never understand. Because again, I'm not a woman, but um, it's just bad in general. Bad idea, always. That's yeah. like, um. And then when she took the drink, I'm like, you didn't make that drink yourself. That was my first thought. Yeah, I'm like, you idiot. You know exactly. It's just like, a lot of things were like. I was just like, oh, okay, okay. And then I'm like telling Ashley, I was like, watch it, watch it, watch it. It's just going to go down. I go, I go, it's either going to be uh, some, some kinky dungeon shit or it's going to be some uh, some right. crazy shit, right? One of like 365 days shit? Or... Right, right, right. So I was telling her, I go, I go, she, she might be, she may be sold to slavery. We'll see. Right. And I was like, yeah, that was one of my be, first thoughts too. Actually. That's, that's one of my first thoughts. Yeah. So I was just like, all right. So just, <laughs> so when it went to where it went, I was like, oh, okay, so he's not really lying that he's not a doctor. I was like, what a dick. And I was like, it's just so funny, but yeah, I go, what, what a dick. Yeah. Right. And it's just like along that He's like nature. a dick first and a cannibal second. I feel like yeah. that's the best way to describe it. It's it yeah, I, I would 100% agree with you. 
yeah, so it was. Uh, but yeah, it did get it did throw a lot of get out vibes with me. Um, for sure, uh, I felt like it was influence for sure. So um, I think we should get into spoilers for fresh. So we can spoil yep. the fuck out of this movie. Uh, so uh, spoilers for fresh uh, starting right now. So just in case, if you're still around, and you haven't seen the movie. Uh, not that I wholeheartedly recommend it. I just, you know, recommend it normally. Um, I would say that uh, the movie turns to turns when she gets kidnapped by this guy in this very lovely room that's more expensive than the apartment I live in. Um, <clears throat> and he just flat out tells the audience slash her that she's going to be cut up to pieces slowly but surely and get sold to uh, rich people for for a lot of money. Uh, the meat, so to speak, and they get into more details as they go along. They even cut around to like uh, to those said rich people, like where where it gets delivered to, right? And it has this whole other element. And honestly, I thought that um, the movie might get more complicated, and this could be good or bad because a lot a lot of movies mishandle this, but they could handle it really well, like a kind of a hostile little thing. Like hostile did the same thing, where like they would show the effects of uh of the horrors that they're doing to yeah. the people that are buying it right, 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 right now hostel i think dealt a little more deeply but like ultimately they kind of just did surface level but they kept on with the victims the whole time just like in this movie they kept on to the to being at, at this level only uh of the horror and not delving too deeply into the many many like the world expanding nature of it so this movie does the same it kind of just shows a little bit and then goes away um, which I'm fine with because again, you could fuck that up. You could make it better, but you could also fuck that up. So uh, I'm glad it didn't. Uh, and this movie just uh, goes into that. And uh, um, obviously, you kind of feel I don't know if you felt this way. I'm sure you did, Roth. Uh, you kind of feel watching it that, like, you know, with a movie like this, you know, like Texas Chainsaw, let's say, or others, like when they get into a situation so extreme like this. That the that the victim we're watching, the main character we're watching, give or take, is gonna get out. You just don't know how. Yeah, I do agree. Right. This movie follows that same formula, and I never knew. Like some movies don't, right? Like The Strangers, for example, is a, a, a big example of a movie not doing that. Spoiler alert for a twenty-year-old movie, um, fifteen, whatever. Um, you know, so like, you know, like, okay, it could be either or granted, but I think it's going to be more, more fun. So it's like, it's going to be more positive, but in the end, in some way, like she's going to actually escape or somehow it's just going to see how and when and how, you know, and specifically like, you never know about the details. Like, will Molly survive, you know, cause I was surprised when she got clubbed in the back by the fucking, by the fucking wife of the dude, you know, of yeah. Steve or whatever his name is. Um, so I was really surprised by that. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know she was in on that." I thought he was keeping a secret from her, but like, I guess they did show after that, you know, that scene of her like, uh, with a without a leg, right, getting into the shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Okay, kind of let you assume that uh, she was probably a victim that got like, uh, I don't want to say manipulated. Is that right? But she got into it. Yeah. She she became one of the she became a Noah type, right? Where like uh-huh. Sebastian, uh, Steve uh, falls in love with her and saves her from <laughs> from the rest of her body, I guess, being in the live or you correct. Know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm like okay, felt that way. And she was really in it though. She wasn't like oh, uh, 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 like a bad guy, pret- oh, uh, a good a uh, good person pretend to be a bad person. But the movie does the right throw moment. that red herring for you. Yes, it does. I I did like that. 
Because I didn't yeah, know what I, the fuck her allegiance was. Yeah, I didn't know either because mm-hmm. it just says, because of the magazine thing. The magazine was like, if you're reading this, he likes you. And you're like, oh, so keep doing what you're doing, I guess, kind of thing, right? Yeah, but when he uh, opens that thing, it's like, oh, it's not, that's not the same person, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it turned out to be. Yeah. Right. So clearly that person who wrote that in the magazine most likely died. Um, most likely, yeah. Right, because that's not, because that was a, that was like a, that was from a different country. This girl was just white, right? The one that he was married to. She's like a white girl. Uh, yeah. Um, a white woman. Anyway. Well, that's um, the other thing is that also it, it could have, I thought she was, the whole time I thought she had a facelift. I think she had like a whole completely different person. Oh, interesting. Face. Yeah, okay. you went farther. I, 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 okay. Yeah, I always thought that like we were going to get her face. Because like even, uh, what's his name? Does a uh, thing in the movie where. Um, he mentions that, yeah. He, uh, yeah, Sebastian's. Uh, Steve. Oh, what's it called? Steve, yeah. He does a thing in the movie where he's like, uh, he grabs her face and it like starts looking a little weird. Like he like grabs her and like, like, uh, like don't forget her or whatever, blah, 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 something like I love you, bullshit, weird, bullshit. And then uh, he, uh, so I was like, and then she's like kind of like looking at her face like, like I want to make sure I look good, fix it or whatever kind of thing. So I was like, interesting. Because, you know, he's a doctor, plastic surgeon kind of thing. I was just like, you never know. Maybe he yeah. did some fucked up shit to her. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Um, but it didn't go anywhere, sadly. <laughs> yeah, but this movie does have a few curveballs that I did not see coming. I would say the biggest one was uh, Molly's friend, the bartender, uh, coming into the compound or like finding like, oh, where is this GPS taking me? And he actually finds a doorway in the forest which is creepy because it looks like it's trying to hide itself, of course. Yeah. Um, and hearing some shots and like, fuck this shit. I'm not fucking staying for this and leaving when either you hundred percent think that either he's going to be like fodder, like he's going to be the distraction that the killer uses to kill him yes. and for the victims to run away from another encounter and maybe using the car to run away at the end. Or Very or common hero or be the hero. Oh, he be the hero. Like, like at the end of get out. Right, exactly. Like at the end of Get Out, like his friend pops in, and a very surprising moment when you think it's a cop is actually his friend looking yeah. for him, and he becomes a savior at the end of the movie. None of that happens. <laughs> he wants, he gets away, and we never touch back with him ever. Never, yeah, never. I'm like, he's like, oh, it must be a mistake. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. I hear shots. I'm, I'm fucking black. I gotta be here. And I really agree with him. I would probably do the same thing if I were him. Like yeah. I wouldn't immediately assume that. Molly and her friend are there being kidnapped. Like, never that that wouldn't cross my mind. I would never know that information as him. So, like, yeah, we'll get the fuck out of there. Would you get the? I mean, would you? Do you agree with him and his uh, what his what he did? Yeah, yeah, would have got the fuck out of there and called the. But as a movie watcher, you blame him though. I mean, I did a little bit because you have to because like he could have well, been. You, bl- the you blame him because he should have called the cops to begin with. That's the problem, right? right. Or he could have been saved right. some he, other right, way. But right, he could have been something. He could have done something else, even if it was. Hawk the horn or something, and they got out of there. You know, like That's, that was probably my favorite curveball in the movie. Yeah, I w- I would agree. It was it was like a little like another red herring where it was mm-hmm. like uh like oh wait, this guy's gonna do something because you know we're spending movie we're spending time to show him right, mm-hmm. uh, and then it, you're like yeah no we're not doing it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just leaves. Um, I would say the one of the biggest mistakes in the in the third act when everything is going to shit and. Surprisingly, Steve managed to get up more times than I think he should have or would have, knowing that his dick is cut off or bitten off 
and he's been he's been beaten with a mallet and god knows what else and stabbed he still manages to get out in the forest like when all that's happening uh which already is kind of unbelievable i don't think he would have really been so op still you know whatever um my biggest thing is at the end of the movie uh where like they survive but with a question mark you know what i'm talking about yeah um they, they survive sur- as if they're, they're alive but they're not technically back where they need to be they're not out they're not home time has no. not it's not like six months later right uh or the next day talking to the cops right or right. giving their brief uh their their brief being briefed sorry um no it's not just that it's the fact that after the they get surprised after the uh, Noah gets surprised by the wife when she's finding her phone, which we also never separate from the group. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, separate. I find uh, right, and then the the uh, Steve's wife finds her and starts choking her, starts to kill her, and obviously there's a she, they kill the, they kill the wife. Um, there's still another guy out there, and the movie drops it entirely. Yeah, the whole time I was thinking, where what's with this guy? He was gonna go back and what put. Steve's body somewhere, right? Or do something. That's what this girl told him to do. But she she came back to the forest, so she must have heard something, or must have thought that they would come back. Surprised that he is not involved in any of that, and that they get out of that. It seems like they won't get out of it, right? Last they I saw agree. the other girl with the one leg, you know, the the girl that she was next to her cell or whatever. She was. They were trying to open some farm, some like uh, farmhouse or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, well, what the fuck is going on? And it seems like the movie dropped an entire uh, knot. They, they didn't. They left a loose end. I agree. I yeah, they did. Kind of just let it drop for no reason. And I really thought that the movie was not ending, and then it did. I'm like, what the fuck? And I didn't say. I guess I didn't say till after credits. But the movie. Yeah, I'm I- sorry, but the movie should solve itself, not after credits. Um, so I don't. I don't think I missed anything from that. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I thought that that's the one that's the one thing that actually bothered me that I felt like was an actual mistake uh, versus other things like where I would have zigged the movie was zagging sure in, in the plots and the stuff because they wanted to keep it between Steve and Noah even though their relationship <laughs> if you want to call it anything uh, immediately fractured forever when Noah got kidnapped but like it still carried on and I, I like the idea of her like faking this relationship and even even a little bit thinking that maybe she's gonna be like the new wife yeah the new right like a lot a little bit of that but knowing full well that she had read that magazine note that she was probably just doing what she could to just find the right opportunity to escape right, right. um granted even if she doesn't get out or whatever maybe the movie will then make her stay maybe it's they cut two years later i have no idea that's the point i don't know i have no idea where the movie's gonna go like and but knowing where he went and it's all keeping within about a week or two weeks worth of time frame um like um seeing it all turn out like yeah i wouldn't made those decisions but it made those decisions and stuck with it up until this one mistake that i really didn't like that kind of fell flat at the end so um kind of i don't know i didn't solve the whole movie i won't say that but it feels like weird very weird and not a not a good weird um and I would say the movie kind of shies away from the cannibalistic stuff, which is fine. But it has a dance scene with Sebastian Stan that I think was fun. Him cooking. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. When he does that, and he eats meat. I was like, the liar. The liar. Right. He I guess he meant he, meant, he, meant, he, just, he means he doesn't uh, eat. Yeah. <laughs> Animal meat. Yeah. So I was like, uh, yeah, he does this like, 
this dance. Yeah, I, I yeah. Um, but besides that, I guess it's like he's cooking everything. Also, he's cooking everything like you know, like in a gourmet way, right? Uh, yeah, I guess so. So on top of being a good good enough doctor, I guess he has to be a good enough chef. Right. Exactly. So the only the only thing I I didn't like. Um, that I felt weird in the movie because, like, although the movie was fine to watch, it was besides the a little bit too long in the beginning, like, like I was saying earlier, but whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Is uh, I, I felt like their relationship, like, I just it was like they were they were both they were both almost looking for like kinship in a weird way, like just one wanted somebody to just think and think like him, right? Which is him, which is. Uh, Sebastian, right? Right. Well, Steve wanted just somebody else to be like him, where he thinks the same way, right? And she just wanted somebody, right? She didn't uh, want somebody right. who wasn't a fucking dick, right? Exactly. Right? I guess right. you know if you want yeah, no, to pull it down. But, but like when it gets to like, I because there's the problem with the concept of time because and they even mentioned in the movie like she think I'll see you later tonight and she's like I have no clue what when tonight is, like you know like it's like yeah because you're stuck in a room where you don't see the sun at all. There's no clocks, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So the movie doesn't do a good enough job, in my opinion, to where like you don't know. It's only been like a week, maybe two, I think, according to what Bali says. Not even that long, because according to what Bali says, I think it's only the week. Um, yeah, where, it's where, been a week when she gets caught, basically. Right, exactly. Where where it's like you don't feel like she would be so appreciative to you know what I'm saying, like to fall yeah, in, you think you think fall in love like, with a, like weeks later or months later but also we don't know how long she actually he actually keeps them alive right that's the other problem but it's just it's just so weird there's a lot of things going on in the movie where it's just like it just felt so forced um it felt it felt forced in those in those interactions and then they're trying to have like comedic moments where they're laughing at each other yeah it's like some cutting corner thing going right on, there yeah. is yeah they're like you save the breast for last kind of thing you know like <laughs> actually i like that joke don't get me wrong. I, I was gonna say, like, it's a good joke, right? But like, and I get that she's trying to like just seem like her normal self, right? And it does, it does feel like that. But I also feel like uh, it just, it doesn't. I, I don't know. I feel like her her switch is so fast that it doesn't didn't seem so believable. That's my opinion. No, I can see that for sure. I mean, I would say that I overall bought it. But I can see someone, uh, someone else saying like, "Nah, man, there wasn't enough time, or there wasn't enough progression." Totally see that. I mean, I could have used a bit more. I could have used an extra scene or two, or a montage. You, a montage would have done wonders right around there, um, in some way, hundred percent. Um, but I like how he was like he kept the deceit going in the chance of probably getting in her pants or getting her to love him, Steve. I mean, uh, by um, um, obviously kidnapping her friend, but also like, uh covering her mouth so she won't like so Noah doesn't know that Molly is in is in the same predicament that she is. Like you know, another telltale sign of him like wanting to because you know we will also see his a little bit of his life with yeah. um his wife and it doesn't look like it looks like very detached. Uh we only see the kid once. We don't I guess the kid doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um <laughs> their 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 child I assume is their child maybe adopted I have no idea. And uh that which is very weird. I don't know why I even put that in there at all. It feels like Hmm. Why add that to it? You know, if you're not gonna do anything else with it, but whatever. That's beside the point. Uh, but yeah, it seems like they're very like, uh, you know, they're just uh, a couple going through the motions. They're not actually maybe out of love already. Out of you know, there's nothing going on there. Sure. Um, he's like, I'm gonna work late again. I'm like, okay, you know, very, very whatever. I don't. Know. I don't understand how people do that. 
I mean, I'm not saying I'm never not done that, but I'm saying I, was, I don't get it. But yeah, that was happening. So he's clearly looking to finding someone better. You know, also she must know because she was probably a vic- like I said, a victim herself yeah. at some point that he does this a lot. Now, I wonder if uh, if he lies to her about like, oh, I don't actually see, but I might just go on a date with them until we can go out. <laughs> well, one of them mentioned that I think she doesn't sleep with people. Right? You slept with him? Like I never slept with him. Remember? Uh, one yes, girl? for sure. Yeah. So I wonder how that worked. I wonder how that works because I feel like we also get a few uh, skipped things in the, in the process of him. Because I think the hardest thing for him to be a successful let's just call him a serial killer because I, I guess he is that even though he's doing it for business it's still a serial killer um for him to be a successful serial killer i mean the hardest thing that he's doing uh is actually cap- capturing these women so many opportunities to get caught is in the capturing is in the befriending saying that your name is you know not your name is your real name but like showing your face in public with the person that's going to be missing right like all this stuff, like it seems implausible to me that he would be as successful as he is. Yeah. Um, and so he must be kidnapping them because I can't imagine him like dating a girl that he's not sleeping with yeah. that would go out on some retreat with him. Yeah. Well, it did seem like he you was know? picking at people, right? It did seem like he was picking on people who were like tourists. Or right, right. That was along that nature. So maybe they're like one night stands that he kidnaps and throws them in his car or something, right? Yeah, like, I don't nothing know. like I don't know, right? So when we're seeing Noah being taken, and when we don't know what's going on, and she's about to be taken, you know, and the movie proceeds after that, we're thinking that that's how he does it for all of them, right? Like somehow gets them to his retreat thing, right? Yeah. Where there's no cell phone coverage at the right time when he when he finally says we're going to Cottage Grove or whatever it's called. Um, it's just then, and you know, and she does a, I mean, she does the thing that I would have done, even if I did something such a stupid idea is text your best friend or whoever, let them know where you are. Yeah. And she couldn't, because again, the text didn't go through, even though it did later or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like, uh, I don't get it. It feels like there's some missed stuff there. I guess it seems like it's very hard for him to be, it's like, he has to be a, a very successful kidnapper or stealth serial killer type guy and also be a pretty good doctor or surgeon and also be a pretty good cook. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Does seem like it's stretching it a bit, but Sebastian Stando looks like he's having fun. What, it did look like he was having fun. And I like it when actors, especially like him who is only known for one thing and also a, one opposite thing. Yeah. Um, doing something like this is kind of fun. It's like watching uh, Tom Holland making some serious crazy movie. Like he did, uh, he did the devil all the time. I don't know if you remember that movie. Um, came out like a year or two years ago. Yeah, I liked it because it's so different from his usual like blockbuster stuff that it was like, oh, he's serious and he's just drunk in this movie. Like, I kind of don't like that when actors do that. Um, anything else on the, the movie on Fresh? Uh, no, out of the one girl who they took away is uh, Andrea Bang, uh, Penny, who's uh, the girl from uh, what's it called? Kim's Convenience, the daughter. I thought she looked familiar. I didn't get enough good look at her because she's obviously fighting and shit and some, most of that stuff. We barely see when we see her just for a quick cut. Yeah. And, and like, we, I didn't see her full in light and stuff. And then, then we went back to the floors and it's nighttime. I, I didn't get a good look at her. No, but sure, I'm sure. glad she's getting work. I'm glad. Yeah. Because she's great. Um, yeah. I totally loved her performance in the movie um, as an act, as a voice for the first half or whatever. So, yeah. 
We liked it. So anyway, I think we overall recommend. It's a fun movie, not a great, not like a great movie. It's not as ponderous as it could be. It's not as in depth as it could be. It's not even as horrifying as it could be. But uh, I think it's good for what it is. That uh, I agree. you agree? Yeah, okay. yeah. Um. So that's fresh currently on Hulu or only on Hulu, whatever. It's one of the originals. I think I saw that on their tab when I watched when I watched. Uh, yeah, it is currently. It's an original. Mm-hmm. So check it out there if you're interested. Um, anyway, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to review our final film of the evening. We're going to do as part of our Bat Marathon. We're going to review Batman from 1966, starring Adam West and uh, Burt Ward. So stay with us. The dynamic duo faces four supervillains who plan to hold the world for ransom with the help of a secret invention that instantly dehydrates people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is Batman. No, Batman the movie, right? That's the original title. I think so, yeah. From guess, 1966. Guess what the weapon's called? What is the weapon called? It's a dehydrated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very... Nothing is, <laughs> nothing is subtle in this movie. Not right. one single thing is subtle. Anyway, this movie stars, of course, Adam West. Is he is he dead? He might be dead. He might be dead. There's no he way is, he's alive. He he's dead. <laughs> he died. Not good, but like he died in 2017. Well, I don't know. Like, you fucking sound like it's good for you. He was 88. I'm just saying. I mean, I mean, he's very surprised if he's still alive. Uh, starring Adam West, Burt Ward, uh, Lee Merriweather, uh, Cesar 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 Romero, uh, Burgess Meredith, big actor by the way. He he's fucking Rocky's trainer by the way. Um, Frank Gorshin. Ellen Napier, Neil Hamilton, uh, Stafford Rep, I guess, big enough. Uh, Reginald Denny, <laughs> ridiculous character, and a bunch of other people out there. Bluebeard, oh, I should mention Bluebeard, whatever. Well, he's kind of a major, a little bit of a major character. Gil Perkins. Um, so this movie is um, also obviously based on the Bob Kane characters, the comic book, of course, of Batman from the OG days. Um, also, uh, written by uh, Lorenzo Semple, Lorenzo Semple Jr., who also wrote the TV series. I think he's one of the creators, if not the creator. And directed by Leslie H. Martinson. Uh, it should be said that Leslie H. Martinson is not a girl. He's a man. Leslie is a man's name in this case. He died at 101 years old, by the way, in 2016. He was 101 when he died. Really? That's, a no, that's an old ass age. Holy shit, no shit. Old as age. And I just did a quick, he did to the original Fantasy Island, he did chips, some chip stuff. He did a lot of Col- uh, Gary Coleman stuff, by the way. I'm looking at his quick things here. Um, okay. This is that movie. We're reviewing, uh, we're doing a Bat Marathon. Bat Marathon is what I'm calling it. Um, to talk about. Do I'm I, to, calling it the Batathon. Batathon. I should probably call it the Batathon. It's probably better. <laughs> Bat Marathon. Yeah. Well, I just felt like Bat Marathon was also just as good, but I guess because uh, it's using two actual words, is that combining the words? Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, Batathon. Um, we do. I'm doing this because I was curious, and obviously I convinced you off because you said yes to it. Um, that I'm curious about, like, what is I want to have a really good understanding of Batman as a not as a comic book, not as a TV series, of course, which are two different things entirely sometimes, uh, but like. In the movie, film, in the film, in film history, like um, <coughs> seeing the latest Batman that came out a, a month ago, 
made me uh, think back on the other Batman movies and how it really, there is a who's who of different types of Batman, um, different levels of, of progress, different levels of reality and so on. And I figure that it's a good, it's a kind of an obviously expands decades because this is from 1966 and obviously we have one in 2022. So it's a huge gap of time. So I figured that it would be a good idea to talk about them. So um, here we are. And um, I guess I'll start off right with this one and uh, having not seen it, I have seen my, 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 uh, my relationship with the old Adam West Batman is that not only was it always ridiculous, even as a child, yep. did I know this, yep. but, but more than that, I feel like, um, I haven't, I mean, no, I haven't seen this movie. I've only seen clips of the show. I don't think I've ever seen a full episode. I don't think so. I don't think so either. But I have, uh, it's just so in the cultural zeitgeist. It's like made fun of enough. Simpsons alone um, has made enough impression to me about what the show feels like. I have a fantastic quote to use that would, <laughs> that, that's, from the, that's from this movie. Yeah. That is basically a Simpsons quote. Great. Great. I can't wait to hear it. Um, but you know what? I think I came out of this movie thinking that was a unique experience because of the time difference. Sure. <laughs> because of the so right, which is not at all the movies. So I mean, that was 1966. They're just different times. So I'm not I'm not giving the movie more credit than it's due. I'm not. Neither am I blaming it. But more than that, I found the movie enjoyable overall. <laughs> a lot of things not so not as enjoyable. But once you embrace the ridiculous nature, which was right away, honestly, I felt like I'm get I understand I'm getting what's going on, and I'm getting what the tone is, and I found myself equal parts loving the the movie and also loving its mistakes. and And by mistakes, I mean the things that they never thought would ever be an actual problem in a movie making. Like it feels like it's an honest like. Yeah, okay. Like the, I can see them in the movie making, like in the scene uh, on set or whatever, 1966, saying like, yeah, it, no, it doesn't make sense, but it makes sense that you would say that, Adam. Or uh, we should do this. Uh, wouldn't he recognize Catwoman? No, he. it's fine. Uh, you know, children will love it. You know, that doesn't recognize Catwoman as Kitka. Like, it's fine. Even though she looks exactly the same, which is like, no way you can tell. No way you can't tell it's her. No way. But uh, it's so much... <laughs> No fucking way. <laughs> but it's so much fun watching him do it and watching them just going through as if nothing is wrong. It is such a fun time. What are your thoughts, impressions on, on the movie? Yeah, I mean, you have to know. Yeah. Okay, this is hard because it's it's a hard pick because you have to know that of what it's where it's coming from, uh, knowing that it's th this type of style with you know reversal carousel spray and the utility belts that has everything. There's no you say car the, carousel because there's no carousel. No, there isn't. But that's like from the yeah, line from the It's amazing which, how it doesn't. It really. It's exactly what they would do. It's not like an exaggeration. That's probably what yeah. they would do in the movie. Right, right, right. No, like this, I'll tell you the quote. This is the quote. You ready? You ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, this is the Riddler. You and your trained exploding shark, the penguin. Ah, crack. How should I have known they'd have a can of shark repellent bat spray? <laughs> <laughs> Why, you sniveling sardine? And the riddler, and you pompous, puffed up penguin. Like, 
bro, like that's it's like too on the nose. It's so everything, on the nose. everything it's is. Even... So, uh, yeah, no, it is. You know, it's it's so you can make it such an ironic. Like you can you can have a good amount of um, comedic content in your daily life if you like. If someone says, for example, like, why are you late to work today? I didn't have my anti-time spray. You know, yeah. like you could make a joke out of any of it within the Batman humor. Well, and, it's crazy because like it. it's crazy how they all team up, but they, there's another there's another quote that I don't I don't have it in front of me, but it's when uh it's when uh when Batman's like when they're trying he's trying to think of what they're trying to do. He goes, No, if it was he was like there's like all the Gotham's of villains are teaming up, right? And he goes, if it was only three of them, I'd say it's the United States, but with all four, it's the <laughs> world. And I'm just like, wow. <laughs> like that's the kind of power they got? Holy shit. Yeah, that's the kind of yeah, that's the kind of villain that he gives them credit for, I guess. And 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 you know, watching one scene with those four doofuses, no way they want I mean, no way. No but they way. think that obviously, but and then therefore it's true. They also think that they can take the world. They, they also I do, feel yeah. like they think that they do. I'm like nowadays taking UN councils doesn't do shit. Honestly, nothing. It does nothing. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, but back then it's a bigger, it's a bigger deal. Um obviously, I mean that goes I was saying we're spoiling this movie from the get-go, as we have been already, but it should be obvious. Uh, and I'm sorry if it wasn't obvious to you. I didn't I forgot to mention it at the top, but we're doing that. So um no, hold on. So, but, like, <laughs> let me let me finish my Yeah, you go ahead. Go ahead. I think. Um, so yeah, going with just going with that, I guess. Um, knowing that it's of the times, knowing that it's of what it is, um, man, it 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 does everything. But probably just like it's a very elongated episode of Batman. You know, it's like watching <laughs> probably like four or five episodes altogether. Um, if you sure. were to do from the show, if you, were, you know, um, and it lives up to everything. Um, there's why Batman doesn't come up later. When uh, Bruce Wayne gets taken, why, uh, you know, Dick, why, uh, why, why Robbie can't do anything because he has to call as a like things make sense also, and they're all very much errors in the movie, but there's also a lot of things that follow common sense in the movie as well, um, and it's just Agreed. like you can tell Agreed. it's so, such different. It is such a different times, even though the shows from the sixties are obviously talking about stuff from like the late forties and fifties, you know. <laughs> Like, yes, I do. It's just like it's even outdated for at that time. It it really is. Yeah, it yes. really is. Agreed. So, Agreed. And it's just like like I mean, I don't know. The Joker is literally like a comedic villain. Like he's just not like mentally no. unstable. Oh, I have so many about. I have so many things about that. Yeah, yeah. But besides uh-huh. the point, like it it is it is you can't have a, you can't have a good time watching the movie. And I did overall. It just took me two settings to do it because of. The ad- advertisements that I had to watch. Oh, right. So I ended up, I couldn't find it, Rob. So a uh, side note, uh, Rob told me, obviously, we found out there was on YouTube with, with ads. And I couldn't really find it. I guess maybe it was a bunch of little scenes broken down. I was looking for the full-length movie in some fashion because he told me that it was on there. I ended up renting it for three ninety nine on iTunes. So I, I ended up seeing it in one sitting without a problem. And But it was late last night. It's like I could have told you and you could have sa- saved yourself from... <laughs> Whatever, because you had seen it by then already. Yeah, I had. Um, so um, I felt a little bad, but not too bad. And um, so I did that. <laughs> so I just mentioned that. But uh, I think I think I want to start off in every question about every Batman entry we do on this bat- Batathon. That um, I want to ask is that: Do you see the influence 
in future films? Do I see the I see the uh, the differences of uh, mm. I, I I can see the influence as far as how they work together and knowing how they do things like the villains and stuff like that. Um, but there's some things that are obviously are taken and some things that are obviously omitted. Like how do I magically turn my uniform on or my outfit on by just flipping a switch as I'm going down a fire pole? Like, Don't that's, fucking that's, get me started. That's right. That's how, that's how it works. But you know, as a kid, you watching that, you're like, Oh, of course. That's you know, badass, right? That's right, bad. Of course, shit. Like that. Like that. That's what I would think as a kid. Yeah, right. right? But like as an adult, you're like, you read the sign, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> that's how life works, you know? Like, what the fuck? But sure, whatever, you know? Um, things, like, uh, things of that, but the, the, the movie isn't doing, like, I don't know. It's I can see where, where some of the stuff, villain-wise, where they've taken them, and uh, and how they, the, the differences of what they think nowadays is just completely darkness, you know. But if you oh, were to watch, yes. if you were to watch anything like animated, Batman, get, animated stuff and Batman yeah. and the other stuff, you can see that you can see the transition hundred uh, percent. I would say so. Like yeah, like it's I just think like, the transitions are there. I think this movie does has greatly influence future films. I don't even think the next entry, which we're going to talk about Tim Burton's movies after this. Um, I can only imagine that's the next one. I hope we're not missing a Batman movie in between yeah. or like a Batman movie that isn't in the Adam West uh, uh, style. Because um, we're going for style first, right? Then, then just one movie at a time. So anyway, sure. um, I can see some of the influence. I can see like, like him doing a gothic version of this. And I feel like Tim Burton is doing that. And when later on, like he takes this and makes a gothic version. And I can see like, I think the most influence I see, honestly, is from the 90s Batman stuff. I mean, the the Joel Schumacher type stuff where like we all give it a lot of heft or a lot of blame for those movie being those movies being ridiculous. Yeah. Um, because we, we, we give them that ridiculous stamp in the same way we would give this movie. But since it's so far removed, 66 to 96, let's say, 30 fucking years. Um, that's a lot of time. You know, yeah. it was, this movie was a blockbuster, so to speak, before blockbusters existed, by the way. Because Jaws wasn't around then. The Jaws, everyone says, is the first blockbuster, which I kind of agree. And, um, you know, this movie it came and did its job and left and it stunned everybody, I'm sure, made all the kids love it to death and bought more comic books. Bob Kane made more money. Great. And uh, but maybe but that wasn't seen from the from the Arnold Schwarzenegger doing Mr. Freeze bit either. You know, like there's a there's a drop off in that. But they still did those a lot. They still right. did those ridiculous maneuvers. Um, so I see a lot of influences there. Obviously, less so in the 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> Post 9-11 really fucked up Batman, I guess. Or made it better. It depends on your point of view. Yeah, you're um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I have another quote. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, all right. So, God. like, I'm going to... This, yeah. this is the differences in riddles now, okay? Oh, God damn it. I didn't write any right. riddles down. No, I didn't write any of this. just a quote, sorry. All right, Batman. Robin, listen to these <laughs> riddles. Tell me if you interpret them as I do. One. What has uh-huh. yellow skin and rights? <laughs> a ballpoint banana. Right. Two. You name the best one. People are always in a hurry. Rushing people. <gasps> Russians. Okay. Right again. Now, what would you say they mean? Banana, Russian. I got it. Someone Russian 
going to slip out a banana peel and break their neck precisely, Robin. That's literally a, a whole quote. <laughs> yeah, he's literally quoting guy. That's an actual quote from the That's, movie verbatim. 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 Like, I remember I just, it. I, I thought that was the best riddle because it was the funny. I laughed. So I laugh hard so out loud. hard. You don't even know. Like that's I laugh so and I'm hard. I'm laughing and I'm like, that can't mean that it's bad. I'm enjoying this. I can't, can't mean a, that it's bad. I, I, I can't do a great so, uh, what's it so called? Yeah. impersonation of Adam West. So that reminds me, I have I I, I wrote notes for this fucking movie. And that reminds me of one thing. Yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go to it. I, I put Burt Ward, who plays Robin. Yeah. Burt Ward tries so hard. He guesses all riddles, and then I put and holy heartbreak, it's Kitka. That yeah. was my favorite line. He says, "Holy heartbreak!" When he when Batman finds out that Kitka is Catwoman, he says, "Holy heartbreak!" He gives so much of the holy not. He just says something like, "Holy carburetor, Batman!" Like whatever he says, yeah. and then he, after that, when they almost. When they, they feel like they saved the, the UN members, it makes no sense the dehydration thing. Um, he says, Holy almost. I laughed harder again. It was like 30 seconds after the last holy. And I was like, <laughs> So enjoying it. Yeah. And but I was thinking that wasn't when I first saw that, or give or take, that like Robin is kind of carrying the weight here of this dynamic duo. Batman is, is, is Chuck, is he's chunky, he's uh, punting and chucking. The whole time. Let's see if you got this right, Robin. Bitch, you don't know the answer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bitch, you don't know the answer. That's why for that was that my thought. He does it like 40 times in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong, actually. So so you want to hear the most ridiculous thing I found Batman to do in this movie? In the, the movie. Part? No, okay. Second most ridiculous thing in the movie. Are you ready? I wrote this down, okay? I'm going to read it oh. verbatim and then explain yeah. it if I need to. Sure. The scene when Batman gets the date, like gets a date with Kitka and goes down in the tube, activates the costume lever, tells Robin and Alfred about his plan, then goes back up the tube, assuming he changed back to Bruce Wayne on his way up. He went down and changed and talked to two people that know his true identity only to go back up to change again for no reason. For no reason. <laughs> he told them about a date. For, and I, I guess part of the plan that they were going to do next. But like, uh, what, are you saying he can't talk Batman talk without full costume? Uh, he can't no. do it. He can't do it. It was ridiculous watching yeah. him go back up. I was like, I was like out loud. He's going back up the fucking tube. Like, yeah. they're not going to go out and do a mission and come back and then have the day. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. Like, that, uh, that, mean, that makes more sense to me. And I, uh, I was, like, blown away by the, by the sheer nonsense of time wasted going on and stuff. Yeah. I was like, that makes no sense. But in a good way, in a fun way, in a B-movie, I guess, kind of way. Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. There's uh there's a lot of things also. I wonder how like the guys never questioned why uh Bruce Wade is so good at fighting, like because mm-hmm. he kicks their asses and he, he kicks a lot of ass. escape, right? Yeah, there's some actual good brawling going well, on there, for a '66 movie. Yeah, yeah, there is. There is pretty good brawling. Yeah, yeah. um, I just that they're like the ridiculous schemes. Not Roadhouse then, level, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, the ridiculous schemes, and then the the comedic things of like 
Batman is trying to get rid of the bomb. And then he literally just can't hurt anything. There's a duck. There's a... Oh, my God. Yeah, I wrote that. I wrote a whole paragraph of that. I swear to fucking God. Where's this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the quote he says at one point when he's trying to get rid of it, he's like, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> what? What, what kind of quote is that? It makes it sound like it's a life lesson. It was so funny. I put, I wrote down, handling that bomb was high comedy. The returning nuns and baby and the band, the fake mallards. They were fake, those dogs, by the way. Did you notice that? Yeah. They were wooden. Anyway, <laughs> the fact... <laughs> The fact I wrote down the fact that water would put the bomb out but doesn't know it, right? Like it's on fire. What do you think puts our fire up? I'm just asking. Anyway, and then I wrote in the alcohol yes. life lesson in the middle of it about oh. like surprisingly a wholesome message about treating uh, people with addiction not terrible. I'm like, oh, what? Treat them like humans. Like yeah, Robin's yeah, yeah. like, they're scum anyway. What do you care, Batman? You're like, no, we should care. I'm like, what? What about? Is this a PSA? Yeah, and it is. Like, I was like, that's so forward thinking because we still don't think that way as a society. It's wrong. I think we should take addiction as addiction and not yeah. as incarcerate them all like animals. But we're still going through that problem. Those problems. And this movie in '66 is saying that hey, they're humans. I'm like, that's kind of nice in the middle of it. You know, very weird. I mean, weird. It was weird. Uh, but uh, I guess a good weird. And I wrote that down. Yeah. <clears throat> it was really something. I also like how, um, you know, because over the years, I would say that the one thing that this movie does not, I would say does not uh, embolden, let's say, uh-huh. is uh, Joker. Joker is probably the, 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 the fourth place character in the villains. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and Catwoman is the boss who in future movies and installments is never the boss. She's always the boss of her own self. She's in the independent girl. Yeah. Never like a boss of a team, like never a, a team player. She's the brains of the operation. She's the brains of the operation. Yeah, Clearly smarter. Yeah. I mean, I love the, uh, the, the actor who plays him, uh, Cesar Romero. He is, I love his laugh. Uh, he's a great, he's a great, uh, great acting Joker. But Joker, he is not seen as anything like super like the way we see him today nowhere near like the threat that we see him and it's just so interesting that's something that's way different from this like in future batmans to this one i found that very interesting because i would say that when we when we get to tim burton's we'll get to it more but my recollection is that um yeah he is a big bad in the first burton movie but like you know there are there are clear limits to him that future movies from that point don't show. Like right, he, like he's more like he's stronger and by stronger I mean smarter and more vindictive and evil. Like they definitely like sh- they they stray they make him they pedals they they put a pedal to a pedestal to him. You know what I mean more and more as the movie's gone, which is interesting to me. I wonder why Joker. You know, um, may, might right. be fun to explore. Because he's clearly every, everyone sees that he's clearly like the arch villain of Batman. I mean, not a lot, not everyone would say that, but a lot of people would. Yeah, I would say. So. You know, and in this movie, it's. I mean, he has no arch villain, but Catwoman is clearly the boss. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Also, man, what I mean, he he lets his he lets his dick do the talking. Oh, Batman dude. slash Bruce uh, Wayne. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Like. Playboy philanthropist, indeed. 
Yes. I think he just, I, I think Adam West just wanted scenes in bed with his actress. Honestly, yeah. I won't be surprised was... if that's the reason they're doing this. Like, yeah. it seems like the playboy Adam West was back then, as well as the, the playboy Bruce Wayne. That's another thing, by the way, that they play that up really a lot in this movie, which makes me think like, that's probably why a lot of movies play up Bruce Wayne to be a playboy. And a lot of people like, uh, took at differently and different, slightly different approaches, like, uh, Christopher Nolan using, his the uh, uh, um, uh, Bruce Wayne's money and inheritance or whatever and status to be a like a doofus millionaire that doesn't a clueless millionaire or billionaire whatever um, and changing it up a little bit but everyone else kind of using Bruce Wayne to be a playboy to hide in plain sight even better you know um, so I thought that was interesting too they took that I, I, see, I see that inspiration a lot <clears throat> um, but what else there's a lot of little things that this movie does um like one thing i found kind of annoying uh-huh. is uh the many times they make catwoman say perfectly because per- oh my god yeah oh also god. i i also thought it was gonna go to i also thought it was gonna go to, uh like they were gonna catch her that way she said it so many times in front of bruce wayne and oh i was my like god, oh yes. like, that's just like but he didn't he didn't get it like he's supposed to be this mastermind he gets like the randomest obscure thing. Well, like, Robin right. wasn't there to actually do the work for him. That's why. That's the, you're right. That's the problem. Which almost seems like on purpose. I I don't know how, but it seems like very purposeful. I don't know what it means, but <laughs> I wonder what the show is like. I, I'm just curious about it. I don't know if I want to see it, but um, a lot of little, a lot of a lot of little details that really make no sense are kind of like they're just funny. Like in the background of I forget is it the president or someone? They have a uh, some some government person that Batman talks to on the phone or something. It says classified waste, like, like classified documents, but they're, they like, shr- like a shredder. Is oh, that what he's, Yeah. It's what he's talking to the uh, Admiral. The uh, Admiral. The, uh, okay. Yeah. The, uh, the, he's talking, she's trying to find out if they sold anybody. Uh, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, why, why would you write that there? Right, it's, yeah. it's very funny. It, ver- it kind of feels like the Incredibles a little bit. I don't know why. It just feels that way. Um, and uh, the Riddler's riddles are the worst thing, give or take, in this thing because they're the most impossible riddles that are the hardest to guess <laughs> because to understand them, you have to be ridiculous. Like, they have really ridiculous do. answers. They don't have obvious answers. They're no, like, they it's not like just like it's a riddle like a troll under a bridge might give you. It's a kid's version of that. <laughs> but banana ballpoint, but what the fuck was he talking right. about? Yeah, I don't know. You, you want another one? I got another one for you. Yeah, go ahead. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> um, so it's a so Robin starts, right? Crazy Missile. I wrote two more riddles before it blew up on uh, Batman reading the message. What goes up white and comes down yellow and white? Robin, an egg. Batman. <laughs> Uh, how do you divide 17 apples among 16 people? Robin, make applesauce. <laughs> Batman, <laughs> thinking out loud, apples to applesauce. A unification into one smooth mixture, an egg. Nature's perfect container. The container of all our hopes for the future. <laughs> Robin, a unification and a container of hope. United World Organization. Batman, precisely, Robin. And there's precisely. For the special meeting of the Secretary Council today, if what I fear is true, and then he's like, "Wow, let's commandeer a taxi." Hold on, this is not over. Batman, no, Robin, not at this time of day. Luckily, we're in tip-top condition. It'll be faster if we run. <laughs> let's go. 
which is also like they're they're selling things like you should be in you should be in good health to do things like run. Yes, do, you're like, right. No, they are, they doing, are that doing, too. They're doing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I would say yeah, they're doing it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I kudos for that for sure. But that's a ridiculous line of the the, the, the thing you just said there. <laughs> the quotes. I would have never. Yeah, okay. The apple in a hundred years. Sure. No way would I've gotten any of this. Impossible sure, riddles. Impossible like, riddles. For sure. It doesn't make the riddle look smarter. It, it makes it, everything look dumber. No, they <laughs> make fun of them all the time. They like, stop selling him riddles. <laughs> They literally <laughs> tell him to stop something dumb shit to him. Yeah, like, you're right. That yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, getting on to that, more ridiculous things. Um, during the penguin deceit, right? When they think they got the Schmidtlap, whatever the captain is, and, the, and it's actually the penguin, which should yeah. be more obvious because he makes a lot of P sea and jokes Gwyn? and shit. Fish jokes. P and Gwyn. That's his P name. and Gwyn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that was... You're right. I forgot. <laughs> anyway, during the penguin to see, you know, when they do they actually trick him and they take in so for him to take the Batmobile, right? And he gave Robin the pill in advance so they won't go to sleep, whatever. Um, when did they have time to hide the Batmobile or bat, bat motorcycle? Uh, why there? Like, how did they time that so well? Who did that in advance? I don't know. How did that work? I don't know. What are they doing? Uh, it was insane. And then my first thought that they what they were doing what they were doing with this dehydration rehydration thing, I didn't understand it until the whole penguin deceitful thing because in the bat uh, bat cave, by the way, everything called bat is ridiculous. He's I always thought that <laughs> <laughs> naming something like the bat copter or whatever. Like I thought to it went to a point like that bat centrifuge. The bad centrifuge. Right, the bad. You know, like I always thought that it went along with something he's adding to it, something he is doing that's different than the normal sure, thing. Sure, yeah. But a bat radio is still just a radio. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it is not a better version of a regular radio. Right, like he makes right. it sound that way, but constantly you can't take anything seriously when he's naming everything bat something. <laughs> right. Is my point. And it, it was it was sometimes as annoying as uh Catwoman saying perfectly, yeah. but other times it really worked, so I can't blame it too much. Um. Anyway, uh, my first thought was when uh when they were what they were trying to do with this rehydration thing, like so it, I, I thought I didn't take it seriously at first until I saw this bad cave thing when uh penguin P and Gwen, I mean, he is re uh rehydrating his soldiers in the bad cave that they yeah. have to fight, and then they 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 pop him because he accidentally makes heavy water none of this none of this makes sense at all none of it not even in the context of their world does this yeah. make sense nope. by the way um anyway all that's happening i'm like so that's the invention because I, yeah. I didn't really understand it i wasn't following uh, to yeah was, the invention is to be able to rehy- I'm like, I'm like, oh my rehydrate, god rehydrate. also if so you notice dumb if you notice before that when yeah. they dehydrate those goons and they're like, oh yeah, pick them up. Uh, they all have, uh, they all have mothers. I think he says. Anyway, oh yeah, yeah. Besides, besides that quote, he, uh, they, they're scooping it up and they're completely dropping half of it, like not even of the vials. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? And they're so careful about it after, like they have to be, you know, like right yeah. with the UN guys. Oh, is there what? I mean, is there like are they making a political statement about the UN people? Because no, when they're talking about the water itself. Uh, mm-hmm. 
you know, like when they're rehydrating people, like yeah. there's, you know, there's hard water and soft water, right? You do know the difference about that, right? I know about it in a nuclear reactor sense. Yes. Yeah. There was essentially a hard water comes like straight from like whatever plant, however we get it. And then soft water is like, you actually like treat it or whatever. You have this. So that's what they were kind of like trying to get to, mm-hmm. I guess. And that's what it, that's what they like. You can't do hard water. That's what we have. We have to make soft water, so they have to make like a whole device for it. Um, I don't know if that was like a selling point back in the day, some political shit that they were trying to do for the cities or something. But I don't Maybe. know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, confusing. But yeah, I mean, in regards to the UN, to the members of the UN, which uh-huh. uh, had, uh, I guess, a lot of different countries in there, from Germany to uh, what was the African one? Um, Shit, I forgot the name of the country. Uh, anyway, um, there were a lot of different ones in there, Japan and everything. And um, I thought uh, I thought it was a bit of social commentary when when the bad guys first, you know, when they they get into that boardroom, I guess they're arguing to each other. They're arguing a lot to each other. Now, I'm like, they're clearly not going to get anything done, but somehow they're seen as the world's biggest thing, right? Um, and they never noticed the bad guys set up and dehydrate them and then at the end when batman rehydrates them after that surprisingly long scene of setting up they come right back to arguing as if they never miss a step they what are i I don't know what the movie's trying to say but it can't be anything good these are not (laughs) good anything leaders or whatever they are (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. it was really kind of bothering me a little bit uh and in a, in a, that's what I'm saying. Like, is this movie doing something particularly about this? Um, you know, but that I, I don't know. But yeah, yeah, right. I don't know either. I, I can't. I don't know. A lot of sexual innuendos and jokes, by the way, in this movie too. A little too adults too, if you know what they're talking about. Um, but uh, straight up inspirations. You know, uh, uh, right away, uh, a few little more specific things. The hidden buttons to bat to the Batcave. Obviously, it came a lot of it came from this movie. Everything, because we see that in almost all the movies. Even the Zack Snyder stuff, I think there's some of that, you know, uh, like, I mean, he opens up a bust of something and presses a button, right? Um, obviously, uh, Tim Burton's Batman's do this and obviously the, the, the nighty stuff. But even after that, I think Christopher Nolan even had that with the piano, right? To open up the bat. So like, yeah. they, they, they all do a version of this. So that's one big inspiration. That's so, that's super obvious. That's Another super one. Obvious. Is that I like the idea that this movie probably started the the calling it the Rogues Gallery. You've heard that before, right? Rogues Gallery. I have. So Rogues Gallery obviously implies to uh, we're talking about one hero's um, compendium of of villains, like the the list of villains that they that they share that they have only. Like when people say, oh man, Spider-Man's Rogue Gallery, like he's one of the best ones with Dr. Otto Octavius, right? Or whatever. And this one, uh, the movie opens with that when they're introducing all the characters and the actors who played them. Uh-huh. They're like the Rogue's Gallery of Villains, right? Like yeah. I'd never seen that so early on in this movie. And like that must have been where, like it must have been like a cultural thing where everyone uses it now to describe yeah. one superhero's many villains. Okay. And I thought that was kind of cool. That was a cool. Yeah, that I didn't. Cool, yeah. I did not see that coming whatsoever. And the other thing that I was really surprised about this movie in general, uh, that inspired a lot of movies after this, and like no wonder. And it really started so early on, is that it uses multiple villains in one sitting, yeah. and the, and the banding together of it, like you know, 
like when we think of like oh man in the old days you know they could have just done it with one even in the 90s we would say that sometimes you know and like no this movie did it first and that's 1966 combines four of them banding together to fight one the the main hero i'm like wow that's insane that's how amazing how unoriginal we really were yeah. when they when they tried doing that later on um very much so so i wanted to mention those for sure but other than that, and other than other ridiculousness you might want to talk about, that's all I got. I would say... <laughs> yeah, I can quote this movie all day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to end You want to end the review on another quote that you have? Uh, yeah, give me a second. <laughs> I mean, just shut your eyes and point, and then you'll just the one to do. Let me see. Uh... Oh, here we go. Uh, all right, Bruce Wayne, Kitka, Kitka, a charming acronym. That was Kitka. Thank you, Comrade Wayne. You know the fame of the Wayne Foundation is known from uh, letting Grant to Kipchaka. It works for peace and understanding. But you, your own picture has appeared countless of times on the Moscow Bugle, and she's like, "I am most grateful. I wasn't aware of that." And she's like, "Oh, da, da," and I'm like. What? How is he not aware? And why would they put his picture up so many times in a different country? Right. And I'm just like, well, yeah, first of all, why why would you be known anywhere? Like, besides, like, even if you weren't aware, like, why would you be known that far from Russia? Like, why would they care if you're not helping them? You know what I'm saying? Like, also, they're the USSR. They are the USSR. Technically, they're this time. Why would they portray any American anything? They hate America. (laughs) Yeah. You know, uh, uh, it's so funny. Yeah, I know. It oh, makes no man. sense whatsoever. Uh, yeah. Love it. All right, that is the end for our review of Batman 1966, of course. Um, that is it. That is it for our show, finally. You have been listening to another movie podcast. Uh, be aware that we release every other weekend, and uh, which, you know, brings in mind, uh, Raf. Do you, I never asked you before to prepare you, but I'm kind of hoping you have something. Do you wow. know what we're reviewing the next time? Do you have any movies in mind? Because you're not going <sighs> to pick. Oh my God, it's so horrible. Um, the, well, the we're new- doing another Batman movie, obviously. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I, was gonna, I guess I can start with that by saying that, yes, obviously the Battlethon is continuing. And we're going to do um, Batman, the Tim Burton's Batman and Batman Returns. We're going to okay. do both of those. Um and I mean, yeah, I mean, I figure we're both fine with watching those <laughs> in general. I think we're both fans of them. I would assume so. So, yeah, we're going to watch and discuss both of those in one sitting, in one conversation. I don't know if we're going to actually separate them in one conversation. We'll see what we see. But uh, expect a uh, talk uh, about those two. Besides that, though, do you have something in, in mind, Ralph, already? Or <sighs> no? I do have one movie in mind. Um, okay. And it's, uh, it's going to be Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, oh, is that coming out between then? I don't know. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, it'll come out. Cool. Uh, it comes out the 8th. I think. Um, now, I, I picked that for double reasons. Um, I'm going to watch it regardless. Because um, you have a kid. Because I have a kid. And I actually didn't hate the first movie. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was a pretty decent movie. And I'm curious to see where they go with this one. Yep. So, as far as the other one, I'm probably going to pick something that we can watch something on streaming. So I'll let you know on that one. Okay, so TBD on the third pick or on the other pick. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just so you know, guys, that's what we're doing. Um, and until then, I mean, Rob's about to go on vacation. We're actually recording this early. 
but uh, for once, you know. For once, <laughs> right. normally it's day of. So maybe we'll get some news on that. Um, but anyway, until then, I am Oscar. I'm Ralph. See you later.